The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Triple A, 933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Survived the procedure yesterday. Barely. Uh-oh. <laughs> Barely? I mean... Oh, no. It wasn't as easy as women were making it out to be. That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, it it, it wasn't... You know, one woman called and said that uh, while the nurse was making her laugh, the doctor did it, and she said, okay, now I'm ready. Well, we did it while you were laughing. Yeah, that... <laughs> no. That was not the case. So the next time that somebody <laughs> makes the argument that men and women are the same, you can point okay. to that. I can point to this as a uh, there. maybe one difference. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, you know, things, that's that's an exit only. And um, so uh, <laughs> you're, when you're going in through the outdoor, that's not good. Oh, Led Zeppelin reference. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Sorry. Although for them, it was pretty good. They made a lot of money off that album. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> okay. But he's so the doctor uh-huh. is uh, I if for anybody who may not know I had a the last stint, I had two stints in one was removed last week and they did some other things and then the the other stint in my other kidney was mm-hmm. removed yesterday okay. with no anesthesia Ugh. just a little every time you say that it makes me cringe. a little in office in office visit that's yeah, no big deal no problem at all yeah not to you you're not the one having it done Thank you. you're the one doing it yeah of course it's no big deal to you. <laughs> What do you care? It's extremely uncomfortable. I will say that. And somewhat painful. I mean, it's not excruciating and it doesn't last that long. But the doctor, after he inserts the thing and, you know, they've got the little camera oh, and he's, he's oh. going up through the, that area with a camera. There's a camera? Yeah, he took me on a guided tour of my prostate and he's showing me all the various little things in my prostate gland and then he's showing me the my bladder and I'm, I, I finally interrupted and I said uh, you know what I'd rather skip the tour the guided tour of my organs and uh, maybe just get this thing out of me <laughs> alright okay and then he grabbed it and yanked her out mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it was it was fun so it's all over though right yeah I, I hope so I mean you know We've heard from people who have continual kidney things like the the kidney stones, but this was beyond the kidney stones. I don't know. He he said that my kidneys were uh, damaged a long time ago and probably by my appendicitis attack. So that would have been when I was 18 years old. That was a long time ago. Wow. So uh, now, I, I don't know. You just try to take care of it now as I'm, best you can. I'm, I'm just right? hung up on the fact there's cameras. Yeah, inside. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Boy, you know Jeffy's probably got a cache of those different various <laughs> Starbucks around town. Yeah, but no, uh, he I'm, probably does. I'm glad you've got. Uh, I, I don't want to jinx this, so right. I'm going to choose my words carefully. But hopefully, I'm glad that this um, it's over. This stretch of time, uh-huh. poor word choice. Oh, me um, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that this is because it's been brutal for you for weeks now. Yeah, it's. It hasn't been fun. We're glad to have you back and healthy. Thank you. It is, it's great to be back, frankly. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep it that way. Um, meanwhile, New York Attorney General, who is a big uh, Me Too activist, 
is now caught up in the Me Too movement, abusing women, multiple women. High-profile champion of the Me Too movement, uh, Eric Schneiderman, is the subject of a bombshell New Yorker report yesterday in which multiple women <laughs> accused him of physical violence. Apparently, this was during uh, intimate interludes. And uh, so Ronan Farrow uh, broke this story wide open. He said, as his prominence as a voice against sexual misconduct has risen, so too has the distress of four women with whom he had romantic relationships or encounters. They accuse Snyderman of having subjected them to non-consensual physical violence. He says, hey, I, I was role-playing in the privacy of intimate relations. I've engaged in role-playing and other consensual activity. I've not assaulted anyone. I've never engaged in non-consensual sex, which is a line I would not cross. I'm sure that when he says, hey, can I smack you in the face? They're happy to have that happen. Sure. Hey, can I choke you to unconsciousness? Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> of course. We're wanna, just playing a role here, right? right I don't want to ask I mean, you that sounds questions. like fun. But it's like, seriously, do you not, you have a discussion ahead of time? Do you just go with it? Like, I don't know. How does that work? I, I, if you're going to do this kind of <laughs> stuff, you better have the discussion ahead of time, right? I guess. I mean, you can't just assume somebody's going to be okay with being slapped around during a uh, intimacy. Yeah, you would think that was something that kind of came up at some uh-huh. point. And, uh yeah, so she doesn't. Hey, you know what? I, I like to beat up my women when we're uh, getting together. Um, you okay with that? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that's that? Just I, I don't. <laughs> the allegations coming from two women who spoke on the record, and then two others who were anonymously uh, accusing him of repeatedly hitting them, often after drinking, frequently in bed, and never with their consent. So he went off on this, uh, oh, yeah, I was just playing a role. I, I was, uh, Were you, Eric? Okay, you're playing a role. I see. Uh, and so he's uh, since resigned. Immediately. Resigned. I mean, yep. my phone just lit up. Like, it was one hour, it was the accusations. The next hour, it was Cuomo wants him to step down. The next hour, is like, yeah, I'm gone. See ya. Yeah, it happened really fast. Really fast. So Ronan Farrell, who kind of broke this story... Uh, in the New Yorker, was asked on CNN yesterday why this took so long for these allegations to come to light. This was doubly hard because this was a prominent and powerful figure in Democratic politics. And many of these women were very connected to Mm -hmm. uh, Democratic political players. You know, these are formidable women with careers that uh, intersected with his in some cases. And a lot of the time they recounted having conversations with friends. You know, they all told people at the time. And we interviewed a lot of people who said, yes, indeed, you know, I was there that evening. Including Uh, doctors. I mean, some of them went for medical Um, attention. Wow. Wow. That's right. And, you know, uh, I spoke to one of those doctors and looked at some of those medical records. And, you know, in that case, a woman was bleeding from the ear in a persistent way afterwards. Bleeding from her ears. Roll persistently. Yeah, it's just a role I play. Uh, I, I, I'm i playing the role of a person who boxes women's ears. He punches them in the ear for no apparent reason. <laughs> what kind of role playing is that? That's just freaky. Wow. But the point I want to make is that in those conversations after the fact, a lot of their Mm -hmm. friends and loved ones said, 
don't do it. Don't speak out against him. And in some cases, that was because they feared the risk of reprisals. You know, they described uh, him threatening people, uh, using his office mm-hmm. and his power to say, you know, he could wiretap people or he could come after people. But also in some cases, Allison, those friends warned them off of talking because they thought that he had the power to do too much good for the Democratic Party. Isn't that interesting? And that that's a story in wow. itself of the sacrifices that people think they make for the cause, the personal <laughs> Um, sacrifices here's you got to be kidding me that shows you that these psychos care about uh left-wing politics socialism over all else they don't care about women's rights uh they don't care about equality they don't care about decency all they care about are you know women's right to choose and income inequality Marxist principles. That's all they care about. If if there's anybody who claims to be a feminist who said to these women, no, nah, I mean, it's, you know, it's too important for the Democrat Party to stay in power and be, be the uh, attorney general in New York. You'll, you'll, hurt, you'll hurt the Democrats. I'm, I'm sorry. You can't consider yourself any sort of defender of women. That is, I mean, that's absolutely nuts. Interestingly, five years ago, Donald Trump tweeted out uh, something to the effect, you know that tweet here? It was something like uh, he, he and Schneiderman had yeah. a back and forth uh, on, on Twitter. Didn't like each other, obviously. And he talked about he was going to run into criminal activity worse than uh, worse than Spitzer, worse than Wiener. Meaning, obviously, sexual allegations, right? And this is way before. Yeah, this is September 11th, 2013. Mm-hmm. Trump 2013, Trump tweets out, Wiener is gone, Spitzer is gone. Next will be lightweight AG Eric Schneiderman. Is he a crook? Wait and see. Worse than Spitzer or Wiener. <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, Donald Trump somehow apparently knew uh, what this guy does, what he's like. Must have been rumors going around New York that uh, this guy likes to be rough. And uh, somehow it got to uh, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned that I think there was seventy five shootings in the last uh, week or so in Chicago. I apologize; that was inaccurate. What? It was eighty five shootings in the past seven days in Chicago. I think I mentioned five were five had been killed. No, it's again inaccurate. Nine dead, others in critical condition, and and. 85 people shot in a week. In the city, where they have, again, the toughest gun laws in the nation. Yeah, wait, you said they were shootings. Exactly. I didn't know there were guns for which to do those shootings. Right. How does that even happen? I don't know. I thought it was like a force field when you enter the city. Yeah, your gun just disappears. falls off. (laughs) No? Okay. No. Hmm. No. Strangely, if, uh, if you're willing to break laws like, I don't know, Shooting people, you're willing to break laws like possession of a firearm. Hmm. It's a it's a really weird phenomenon. 
uh, you would think if if they knew that they they're not supposed to have a gun in Chicago, mm-hmm. why they're not going to break that law? Wait, aren't these big boxes uh, just on all the main entrances of the city where you just set your gun, you just leave it in this box? Criminals mm-hmm. or law-abiding citizens, for that matter, just leave it in the box and you pick it up on your way out, right? Sure. Is that how it works? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. My wife is absolutely sold on this. Obviously, Keith is sold on this. Mm-hmm. He's got it in his pocket at all times. Uh, it comes in this really cool shotgun shell. Very cool lip balm. Um, Wayne is the founder of Bomb Shot Lip Balm. He actually had terrible problems with lip balm. It would just be a gooey mess in his pocket at the end of every day and he really needed it because he was getting his lips sunburned all the time to the point where uh, unfortunately he developed skin cancer had to have his lip replaced so finally in 2010 he got fed up with it and he took matters into his own hands started bomb shot lip balm in boise idaho now you fast forward eight years now and bomb shot is in over 3,000 stores nationwide and his product is 100 percent american made i love that Plus, he's got a great special for our Blaze listeners only. All you have to do is go to bombshot.com, use the promo code PAT. When you purchase the six-pack, they're going to throw in a seventh tube for free. So you buy six, you get seven, and you get free shipping. That's bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, bombshot.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Kind of marveling at the wonders of socialism. I mean, it, it man. If there's one form of government that has really worked for the people of this planet, mm. it's socialism and communism. Am I right? Uh, who's with me on that? <laughs> Imagine living in Venezuela right now. Uh huh. Where you have to in, devote your entire month's paycheck just to get a few eggs and maybe a couple bags of pasta. Sadly, that's the reality for um, many, if not most, of Venezuela's 30 million people. They're in the midst, of course, of a massive political and economic collapse. And the population is hungry. They're in dire need of food. They don't have jobs. They don't have health care. Inflation rates now, highest in the world, 2,200% uh, by the end of last year. And just going higher. So the boulevard, uh, Venezuela's currency, significantly devalued. It makes it a lot more difficult and more expensive for the government and retail stores to buy food to stock the shelves. So in many cases, there is no food on the shelves in Venezuela. You go into a grocery store, you want to buy some bread, eh, they don't have any. You want to buy eggs? Yeah. Oh, sorry, they, they're out of eggs. You want chicken? Ah, <laughs> oh boy, that's funny. But you just said socialism <clears throat> is great. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you love starvation, okay, yeah, okay. if you, if you it's, like starvation, it's all a matter of. I guess I should have qualified that a little bit. Yeah. So the last option for uh, the citizens of Venezuela right now is to buy food on the black market. It's illegal. It's it can be dangerous, and it's incredibly expensive. A lot of times, you pay up to fifteen times as much as you would in the store, and in the store, it's outrageous. It's ridiculous. So the national minimum wage, and they have one, of course, because socialism, uh, it's about 15,000 bolivars per month, which is $1,507.58 American. $1,507. Um, one bag of pasta can go for 300 U.S. dollars when you buy it through the black market. But what are you going to do if you don't, have any food in the stores are wouldn't you turn to the black market you're going to feed your family you have to feed your family here's a just kind of a snapshot at some of the products and and what they cost now thanks to socialism in venezuela this is you know you, you remember how danny glover loved hugo chavez and his socialist re- regime Sean Penn loved Hugo Chavez and his social, socialist regime. If only America could do things like Venezuela does. Powdered milk in, in the United States costs $7.24 for a, for a box of powdered milk. They said you, you just can't get fresh milk. You can't get liquid milk. They don't, they don't have it. So $7.24 in the U.S., $703.54 in Venezuela. For instant dry milk. Wow. That's that's insane. Nearly half of the minimum wage uh, that you would receive in a month. Maize flour, you'd pay uh, $9.27 uh, for a decent bag of it in the U.S. Same bag in Venezuela. Uh, same product exactly from the same manufacturer. $301.50. Good Lord. A uh, bag of pasta, the Barilla pasta, $2.50 here. $301.50 in Venezuela. For a carton of eggs, okay? Dozen eggs. Dozen eggs. What does that cost in the United States? $1.49 on the average. Buck okay. forty nine for a dozen. $150.76 in Venezuela. Man. How many eggs are you going to be eating? Not very many. Watermelon, maybe five bucks in the U.S., 40 in Venezuela. Uh, you want a cup of coffee? You can get a big bag of grounds for 1988 here in America. $201 in Venezuela. I, I just, I don't even, how is it, where are all the people now? Where is Sean Penn now? Where is Danny Glover now? Hey, I thought you loved this country. I thought you loved their leadership. I thought you loved the socialist system. Where are you now? Yeah. Not talking about Venezuela anymore, are you? And this sounds very similar to the book uh, Nothing to Envy about life in North Korea. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm i sure these places just throughout history right up to today, like North Korea and, and uh, Venezuela, they're just, they're just doing it wrong, right? They're just, I mean, they've got the system in place. It's just not the right people running the show. That must I guess. be what it is. I guess. And it's strange because it's failed every single time. Everywhere. There is no place 
socialism and communism has ever worked and made people prosper. Never. It's never happened. So why do idiots continue to go back to it time after time after time? It's insanity. It is insanity. You know, I wonder how much would a uh, pizza bucket run down there in Venezuela from uh, Jim Baker? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the pizza bucket here was $250, so... Uh, $25,000 for a bucket of pizza? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how about a bottle of water? Jeez. How much is that going for? Well, you get six, though. And they're 28 ounces, don't forget, for $150. Dollar twelve an ounce here. Right. Uh, what, $4 million down there <laughs> per ounce of water? Wow. I don't know. Brutal. I, I've, I you, Your heart just bleeds for the people there, because uh, they're, they're in really bad shape. It, yeah. Really bad shape. 76% of the nation is in abject poverty. Wait, how did that happen? I thought we were, I thought this was going to achieve income equality. Well, it did. Everybody's equally poor. There you go. That's what happens every time. Yep. Every single time. Spread it around all that misery equally. And we're only saying that because all the evidence is on our side. But, you know, no more than all of it. <laughs> what, so, what percentage of the evidence would that be? A hundred, one hundred percent. Okay, sounds like a yeah. pat poll. Mm-hmm. It does. I know, it does. <laughs> and it's not. It's just reality. One hundred percent of the time, it fails and leaves people in misery. I just, wow. And yet, again, we keep coming back to it. The leftists keep coming back to it. Yeah, and, and that's just it. <laughs> the most vocal voices of support for this failed system of government are people that live in the most prosperous place in the world. I mean, it's madness. It's not like they're struggling and, well, maybe if we go with this system, the socialism thing, maybe if we go with communism, maybe we'll be better. No, they're living in economic paradise compared to the rest of the world. But no, no, we're going to try something that never works. We want to be miserable. Look at that fat lump Michael Moore uh, and how he bashes capitalism all the time after having benefited uh, from it to the tune of, you know, he's a multimillionaire now. Worth, by many estimates, $50 million plus. <laughs> what, what is his deal? Why, why would you then want to slam the door shut on everybody else and go to a socialist system? I can't understand how the loudest voices for redistributing wealth, for socialism, are these high earning celebrities yeah it's if anybody should be a strange. voice for capitalism it should uh-huh. be celebrities hollywood types. the people who've benefited from right. it from it the most just i don't and then i guess they get guilty well nobody said you had to keep all your money give it to people <laughs> i mean no but they can't do that they got to give it to the government so the government can squander it and and leave the people poor i it's just it's so bizarre Meanwhile, here in the United States, we got some pretty good news. Uh, We had the record all-time monthly surplus in U.S. history last month. Whoa. The government took in, keep in mind it's it's tax month, so everybody's, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're all settling up with the government, but still, 515 billion came in. And we only spent two hundred ninety-seven billion. <laughs> Think of how big the surplus would have been if we—I don't know—had a budget. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
we can pay off the debt. Anyway, uh, total surplus, $218 billion last month. It beat the previous monthly record of $190 billion in 2001. I was surprised we've had a surplus in any month for about the last 60 years. I was thinking the same thing. That that amazed me. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it's been... Remember the last couple of years of the Clinton administration when the Republicans controlled Congress and he was the president? Mm-hmm. And there was really a push for a balanced budget amendment. Yeah. But yeah. they at least balanced the budget, had a surplus the last couple of years of his presidency, right? Yep. And then... At least on paper. I thought that was the last time. I haven't checked month by month, but that's news story right there you got. Yeah. I'm stunned. That's amazing. Stunned. Also, unemployment last month was 3.9%. You're getting to be pretty close to total employment at that point. Maybe we should go with socialism. Should we change it up a little bit? <laughs> yes. It's going it works, too well. Right? <laughs> I'm way too well fed, obviously. <laughs> Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, There's no crying in baseball, we found out from a league of their own. But there apparently is suing in baseball. There is an injury by a student uh, from a school called Bound Brook. Uh, His name is Jake Misar. In New Jersey. Uh, In New Jersey. He's, he graduated in 2015, uh, but he is suing the junior varsity coach, baseball coach, John Sook, and the Bound Brook Board of Education, claiming that the game that he played in and was injured was negligently and carelessly supervised. With Bound Brook leading 6 to nothing, uh, Misar hit a line drive to deep left center field. After reaching second base, he was waved on to third by the coach. Uh, the coach expected a bang-bang play at third and instructed Misar to slide into the base, you know, which is pretty standard. During the slide, though, his cleat dug into the dirt and the force of the slide caused him to roll over his right ankle. Happens. What are you going to do? Well, he's going to sue. The injury required surgery. The case officially originally went to court uh, about a year or so ago, but the motion judge dismissed the complaint after determining recklessness was the applicable standard under the factual circumstances and the plaintiff failed to plead recklessness. But that didn't end the whole thing. Mizar appealed the case. <laughs> believe this? He got injured sliding into third improperly, by the way. Uh, and what are you supposed to do? So who slid into third? Uh, the student oh, the slid guy into third. Suing yeah, slid, slid into third. Okay, but his coach probably gave him the sign to slide so that he, mm-hmm. you know, would have a better chance of being safe yeah. at third. But they were unheard up. of in baseball. But I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing that they were even keeping score in a New Jersey public school system, but isn't it? Six to nothing, Pat. I mean, you can't send the runner all the way to third on that play. I mean. Just take Not it when you're up by just six runs. Stay at second. I mean, pretty soon you got enough runs, right? I mean, 
So, uh, pathetic. The appellate division of the Superior Court of New Jersey said the judge never analyzed whether plaintiff presented facts in support of his claim that defendant's conduct was reckless. So, last Wednesday, the case was officially reopened when the appellate division found that the defendants were on notice and fairly apprised of plaintiff's allegation that their conduct was reckless and dismissal of the complaint for failure to plead recklessness was mistaken. So it's back on. With hopes that more information comes to light, um, there are plenty of questions you could answer. Like, is there any responsibility on the part of the baseball player for a poorly executed slide. If you do it right, you're not your cleats are not going to get jammed into the dirt and you're not going to roll on your ankle. What should the coach have done differently that wouldn't have been negligent or reckless? I don't. Uh, I just don't play sports. <laughs> don't coach sports. And then, you know what? Just I'll sit around and look at walls all day. And isn't this a given that if you are involved in a sport, there's a chance you're going to get hurt. Right. You're going to get hurt. Could the coach also uh, be sued if he didn't have the student slide and he got hit in the head by the throw? Um, probably, right? <laughs> Just I, I, the dumbest <laughs> decisions by courts of law are being made now. It just it it can't help but hurt the credibility of our judicial system you're going to allow a baseball player to sue the coach and a school board for hurting himself when he slid wow is that is that ridiculous your tax dollars at work yep also in new jersey oh no wait that never ends well (laughs) sentence it starts also in new jersey (laughs) at another high school here we go anyone who wants to be a cheerleader can be now. So it was either that or no cheerleaders at all. <laughs> they used to have tryouts, right? They In my day, that's what... Back in my day, yeah. when I walked to school uphill both directions, four feet of snow. Uh-huh. What kind of... With no shoes yeah. and broken glass underneath the snow, cutting my feet to shreds. When I got to school, my teacher made me soak my feet in rubbing alcohol, and I liked it. What, what but did, back in my day. Yeah, what the cheerleaders okay, wear the, back in your day. That's what <laughs> I want to know. They actually wore basically what they wear today. Oh, okay. Um, but they had to try out, and there were tryouts. And then came the day when there were cuts made. Just like any other sporting event. <laughs> Just like the baseball team, basketball team, football team. You try out for the team. Some are going to make it. Some are going to get cut. So that happened last year. And then a parent complained. Oh, no. Their precious child was not allowed on the team. Their precious darling, who wants something and didn't get it, should never be made to feel as if they're not super, super special. They should never be told no. They should never be denied anything they want. So, uh, the athletic director changed policy. All right. In the spirit of inclusivity, anybody who wants to be on the cheerleading squad can be on the cheerleading squad. (laughs) So, all the girls who worked really hard 
to be good at what they're doing. You know, there's athleticism involved in cheerleading, by the way. Uh, and there's a reason some people, some girls make the team, some don't. It's just like in basketball, some guys are going to make it, some aren't. Same with the girls' team. In football, some some are going to make it, some aren't. Uh, so, they're, you know, some of the members of the squad are pretty outraged. And they showed up at the school board meeting to let officials know. Uh, students said they worked hard to earn their spots, and they believe it's unfair to those that... Uh, that did make the squad, it's unfair to those who didn't make the squad but are now on the team anyway. (laughs) What about the kids who've worked for this? It doesn't matter. They, They never matter. They never matter. There's never any consideration given to them. Uh, Stephanie Kruger cried in front of the school board. She said, I tried my hardest. Now everything is going away because of one child who didn't make the team and their parent complained. So now all my hard work has been thrown out the window. I feel your pain, Stephanie. I do. I do. It's not right. Some parents told uh, WABC that when they complained about the new policy, the principal threatened to simply disband the squad altogether. Now, we at The Blaze uh, reached out to the school district for comment uh, but didn't receive a, 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 a reply. So amid all the hubbub, the school board president said the board will consider the request to reverse the new policy and issue a ruling at a later date. I mean, you got one parent who complained about one kid. That's all it takes, man. And that's all it takes every single time. Whether it's a Christmas program that one kid or one parent objects to. Uh, you remember the... In God We Trust. Uh, it wasn't In God We Trust. It was um, One Nation Under God in the Pledge of Allegiance that Michael Newdow, mm-hmm. uh, psychotic, evil atheist. <laughs> one guy, his, his kid, he, who he didn't even have custody of, he sued on behalf of the kid. And the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, shut down students reciting the Pledge of Allegiance in school for... I can't remember how many months years ago, but yeah, throughout the ninth district, right? Yeah, one guy, one guy did that, and then it finally they came to their senses and overturned it. Um, but it was on some technicality, I think, that he had no jurisdiction to represent or to sue on behalf of his something. kid because yeah, he didn't even have right. custody, something to that effect. So they didn't actually rule on the substance. So it could happen again. Yeah, and it will. It absolutely will. I, I, I'm going to paint in broad strokes here, but. For years, maybe some of the parents involved in this cheer squad have enrolled their children into sports leagues, little leagues, where they give participation trophies, Uh where they don't keep score, Mm -hmm. where everybody's a winner, blah, blah, blah. And there's no champions, no postseason tournament. We don't have wins and losses in this league. They get up now into high school. They're on a competitive team, a cheer squad. And this is the mindset we've raised these kids to understand is the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really dangerous. Everybody wins. And so when when not everybody gets onto the team, makes the team, makes the cut, then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, I, for 15, 18 years, it's been the norm. And now, now you're telling me I can't? Well, I'll sue. You don't have to work hard. You don't have to be in shape. You don't have to be able to do the routines. You don't have to be able to dance. You don't have to be able to do gymnastics. You don't have to do any of it. Come on in. And we'll just take everybody. Everybody wants to be a cheerleader, no problem. Uh, it doesn't matter. 
I just and and is that a service to the kids? We all know it isn't. We all know it isn't. But you're right. We've been coddling them for so long and changing grade systems for them for so long and uh, taking away the scoring system from for, so nobody would be offended, so nobody's feelings would be hurt. So, I mean, you, you get a few runs ahead and they want to shut down the game now because you don't want to embarrass the other team. I'm... <laughs> These kids are coming of age, too. They're voting on laws. They're voting in representatives. And they are on the threshold of being the, quote, leaders of this insane society. It's not going to get any better for us. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) When these little darlings take over. Mm. (laughs) Well, they're already dismantling the Second Amendment for us. Here we go. Golly. And there you have it. I mean, that's a good indication of the Crusaders against uh, guns right now. It's it fits the whole mindset of that generation. Fits the entire mindset. And getting your butt kicked in a sporting event is actually good for you. You it can be at least. You know you could either motivate. mope about it or you can have it motivate you and say I'm not going to let that happen again. That's not going to happen again. I've told the story before. I think when my high school on the mean streets in oh, Helena opened up. Yeah, Capitol High. We didn't have any seniors for the first couple of years. No seniors. So we were freshmen and, and sophomores and a few juniors. And we took on our crosstown rivals, whose the school had been well-established for years. It was 50 to nothing at the half in our first game against them. Mm. 50 to nothing. And because of the kill rule, it was over. The game ended at halftime because it was 50 to nothing. Did... We all disband. Did we all say, well, we're not going to keep score anymore? Did we sue? You should have sued. The Helena High Bengals? No. Hmm. We resolved, by gosh, that's not going to happen again. (laughs) We went and firebombed their school (laughs) and burned it to the ground. And so they didn't have a school anymore. So it didn't have a. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And that there is the moral of the story. So Capitol High wound up to be probably the preeminent football power in that state. They've won 11 state championships since then 11 more than any other school uh in in the state including their crappy crosstown rivals so (laughs) despite not having a school to be based in right yeah (laughs) but it's motivation use it get better excel craziness crazy but or we can go the other way and just pander to everybody and uh become a sissy society that produces nothing uh we can do that too that's what we did. That's where we're headed. <laughs> That's what we did. Uh, let me tell you about a uh, a f- product that I'm absolutely sold on. I, I love it. I wish I would have started on this years ago. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, I finally gave it a shot, and I put it in a uh, smoothie drink that I have every day. Every scoop gives you a full serving of, of organic fruits and vegetables. It's the only way I'm going to get vegetables because I hate them. Uh, and it's prebiotic, probiotic. It boosts your immunity. And it has antioxidant power. It's also not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. So again, take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water or whatever your favorite drink is. Your smoothie, a shake, whatever. It's just really easy and it tastes great. Uh, Every time 
I saw that you, you can put it in eight ounces of water. I thought, yeah, I don't know if that's the best way to go. That's what I do every day. And yeah, well, Keith and I tried it yeah. out a couple of weeks ago. Spicy let's, bananas. Let's put it in the. Oh, really? And it tastes good. Oh, Field mm-hmm. of Greens tastes like Kool Aid, man. Yeah. Spicy bananas. Does. That's what it tastes like to me. Oh, really? I yes. don't get the spicy banana. Oh, yeah. I just get the fruity mix. Yeah. And it sweetens it. It's. I mean, Love it's it. really good. I was, I was surprised that it works in water, but it does. So go to BrickHousePat.com. BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Joined now by Brad Staggs. I want to tell you a little story. Mm. Her name is About Kate. a man named Jed? About yeah. a man named Jed. Poor mm. mountaineer, but uh, you know. Barely kept his family fed. Yeah, and then went down. We'll go down this road forever. <laughs> Her name is Katie Hawley. Was she shooting at some food? She may have been. <laughs> she may have been. But she, she and her husband bought a new home. And uh, it was her first home, as a matter of fact, in Florida. And this was uh, last week, week before. And uh, she she woke up, middle of the night, just felt this itch in her ear. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Pat hasn't heard the story yet. <laughs> no. And she felt this itch. So she got up, and I was like, oh, man. You know, and she, of course, the earwax <laughs> goes into the bathroom, gets a Q-tip, and puts it in her ear, just kind of, you know, and pulls out the Q-tip. And on this Q-tip are what little, there are two little legs. And it turns out, so nasty. I don't like turns you. out that a palmetto bug—that's a nice, the nice term, South Carolina term for flying cockroach—had <laughs> crawled into her ear. Good golly! While oh she gosh. slept. Oh, it gets better, Pat. Just yes. stay tuned. And her husband, at that point, she wakes him up, and he gets in there with a pair of with a pair of tweezers, and he pulls out yep. another piece. Yeah, yeah. Of the bug. Yeah. And uh, you know that it's it, he get, reaches in again, pulls out another piece, and she thinks, "Okay, that's it. We're good." And you know, a little residual itching. Nine days later, still itching. She's thinking, "I just got to go do something. I've got to go to the hospital." She goes to the hospital, and they reach in they with their little endoscope and everything. And they pull out a remaining two pieces of this bugs, the head and part of the body. And it pull it out of her out of her ear, and finally wash out her ear. But the moral of this whole story is that when Oof. you wake up and you feel a little itch, I'm not saying it's a cockroach. No. What I'm saying it's is, a palmetto bug. if you had the WaxRx system, if you had mm-hmm. gone to usewaxrx.com and you had ordered that, and you had that in your home, mm-hmm. and if it was a cockroach, you'd have gotten it out like that. Flushed just, it right it, out. Flushed it right. I'm just saying it's a good tool to have on hand, whether it's just probably a little earwax, but it might be a cockroach <laughs> in your ear when it itches. You never know. You never know. You can never be too safe. So I will just leave it at this. If you want to be prepared for the cockroach that's probably in your ear right now, <laughs> go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three or at Pat Unleashed from uh, Captain Kirk and Mister Zock. Can I put Field of Greens in my favorite drink, Coke and Rum? I don't see why not. Why not? Yeah, that works. Uh, I wouldn't drive afterwards, but yeah. Um, from uh, 
prolific tweeter, Judy Chappell. By the way, did Judy Chappell ever get his VA thing figured out? Do we know? know? That's a good question. GD? I, we never heard if that got resolved. Direct message me there, GD. We know yeah. how it's going. In other, in, uh, anyway, he says, uh, when you swear in as New York Attorney General, do you do it on a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, DMX DM. I love when Pat talks about the old leather helmet days of Montana football. Yeah. Yes. Just about that old. I see what he did there. Just about that old. Uh, Deplorable Lewis. How about transgender kids? Can they apply to be cheerleaders? Sure they can. Of course they can. What kind of question is that? Huh. I mean, in fact, they should get preferential treatment. They should be among the first. Nick in Detroit. Okay. uh, Says, I'm glad you're feeling better. Sorry, but now I have to ruin your day. U2's Bono supports legalized abortion. Well, why would you do that? Yeah, why? Why did why? Why? why Nick? A. Why did you do that, Nick in Detroit? And why? B. Why did Chris Cruz print this up? Because I saw the tweet, but didn't mean you uh, saw the tr- tweet over there, there, Pat. And but. I mean, is it a surprise to me? No, he's a rock star. He's, I think he's generally left of center on many oh, yeah. things. Sure, right? Yeah, but he loves America. Mm-hmm. He has great respect for a Republican president and George W. Bush because. He saw the fruits of his labor with uh, with the aid to Africa that he gave. He loves capitalism because he, have, he has seen the fruits of capitalism. But yeah, I know socially he's going to be probably okay, more but, liberal than us. But let's be clear. Most of us. I'm sure Bono. Now see if you can relate to this at all. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bono isn't the one behind the controls 24-7-365 of the U2 official Twitter account. Because that's what we're basing this off of. Oh, sir, what, what happened on the U2 okay, account? Okay, so, so the band tweeted a graphic with the words, Repeal the 8th, referring to the upcoming Irish referendum on abortion. Voters in Ireland will head to the polls on May 25th to possibly repeal this certain article, the Irish Constitution, mm. which gives unborn fetuses the same right to, the, to life as the mother. Okay. Okay. So, so, so the movement to repeal that, to not give those rights to the unborn fetus, the whole movement is repeal the eighth. And so, mm. the official U two account tweeted out that that graphic. So I don't want to just say Obano supports, which I think he does anyway. But that's not the point I'm making now. As far as the the tweet goes, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. We can't. Just, don't You're just trying to bend over backwards so? to make excuses. So what, man? It's his birthday week. He's going to be 58 this week. Let's cut his slack. Is he? Yeah. Happy birthday. Bro. May 10th this is his birthday, Pat. That's great. Speaking of musicians, uh, this is kind of cool. And I, I don't know why this person gets so much flack from so many people. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't pay that much attention to her. But uh, Taylor Swift, every time, I, every time I read something about her, it's something great. Yeah. Like she's stopped in to give Christmas presents to some downtrodden fan or whatever. And, you know, I, I guess you could say, well, she's just doing that for publicity. If she is, it's a pretty good way to get publicity. Nobody else is doing Who else is doing that? <laughs> but now she has invited 2,000 foster children. She already did this, in fact. She invited 2,000 foster kids to a private show uh for her reputation tour, which is about to get going. It's um, kind of interesting. That's she cool. She uh, also did... So she did the dress rehearsal in Arizona for them. She treated them to pizza, all 2,000 of them. Uh, she hugged and took pictures with all of them 
staying th- three hours after the event to do it. So cool. Uh, that's way above and beyond. That's that's beyond, oh, I just want publicity. If you just want publicity, you have 2,000 kids show up, you sing a couple of songs, you get them some pizza. See you later, kids. Or, or You don't stick around for three hours yeah. signing autographs and taking pictures. Or you just have your publicist print up the or send out the... Uh, the press release it just says, "Hey, Taylor Swift invited two thousand underprivileged kids to a rehearsal yeah. and call it a day." Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, this is great. Pretty cool. Uh, also, she's she got Ticketmaster to uh, to remove their Ticketmaster fee on her tour. <laughs> I understand. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, there's some other weird story too where she's taking away the secondary ticket market on that or something I, I i don't know we'll look into that as well coming up pat gray unleashed pat gray unleashed on the blaze radio network is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-933-93. I am so sick and tired of the hateful, nasty, racist, mean-spirited, xenophobic deportation policies. There's been a whole deportation force that's being deployed to the southern border. And, uh... The racism is just so obvious. Of course, it's it's the southern border uh, of Mexico, um, oh. where the deportation force is being sent. It's it's a Mexican de- deportation force sent to deport uh, Guatemalans and Hondurans, El Salvadorans, and uh, make sure that they don't cross into Mexico. All right, can I ask a stupid question here? Um, I, I do. Ask any other kind of questions? I'm just curious. No, that's, that's cute, Pat. <laughs> I like that. No, so are they? Are they? Are we sure they're deporting them back to their home countries? They're not. They're not just deporting taking them, them on a bus north and dropping them off at no. the Rio Grande. No, we're not sure of that. <laughs> okay, we're deport not. them into our country. So, uh, is it the Suchiate River uh, dividing Mexico and Guatemala? Um, not. It's not expensive to cross. It costs fifty cents U.S. Mm. And they'll they'll bring you across the river, uh, and then there's very little there uh, until now. Now they're sending the deportation force, but uh, until then, you'd have a kind of a free reign when you crossed from from Guatemala into Mexico until you get to start getting to the checkpoints. Then there's a lot of them. They put checkpoints all over the place. Immigration officials, federal police, uh, soldiers, local police. And it's tough to get past all those checkpoints. They do a much better job defending their country than we do ours. But nobody ever says, hey, uh, that's really racist and awful and hateful and xenophobic of you, Mexico, to to stop those Hondurans from crossing your border. Why are you doing that? What? Why? <laughs> Why aren't you just celebrating an open border? All y'all, y'all come free. Everybody who wants to come in, come on in. Of course, the thing is, 
they wouldn't stop at Mexico. <laughs> I think we've all seen that, haven't we? Uh, they don't stop until they get to Texas, Arizona, California. That's when they stop. And sometimes not even then. They wind up in New York, uh, Montana, Utah, Washington. They're everywhere. Um, but And it's not a problem if they're here legally, obviously. When you allow one million people to legally immigrate to your country every year, I, I think that's pretty generous. We are under no obligation to then allow everybody who wants to come illegally to also come in. But uh, there's very little we're doing about it. And now uh, there's a 233% increase on our border of illegal crossings over this time last year. You remember this time last year, there was all the talk, tough talk. We're, we're going to crack down. We're going to deport. Uh, we're going to build a wall. Hardly any of that talk is happening anymore. So now they, they feel free again. Um, the president has said Mexico is doing very little, if not nothing, at stopping people from flowing into Mexico through their southern border and then into the United States. You know, that's... Yeah, I don't know that that's entirely true. Mexico does not appreciate people crossing their border. And they don't treat them kindly. And when they find them, they do deport them. There's no catch and release in Mexico. What if the immigrants say, hey, we're just headed to America, so you have to let us through? They probably would just be like... Now, now that might work for them. (laughs) That actually... Might work. Yeah. But you remember the words of their president, Felipe Calderon, uh, when he talked about, well, how do you how do you treat them? You you let everybody in? It's some racial profiling criteria in order to enforce the law mm-hmm. that low. it's against any mm-hmm. sense of human rights. And of course, right. it's provoking uh, very disappointing uh, things or very disappointing opinion in Mexico and around the world, even here yeah. in America, Great. to introduce these kind of elements, especially mm-hmm. racial profiling Profile. aspects that are right. attempting against what we consider human rights. It's the principle mm-hmm. of discrimination, which is against the sure. values of this great nation. It's against the values of that great nation. And you know, of course, if somebody sneaks in from Nicaragua or some other country mm-hmm. in Central America through the southern border of Mexico, they wind up in Mexico. They can go get a job. They no, can no. work. No, no. Somebody do that <laughs> without permissions. Without we permissions. Send ba- we send back them. Uh, that still stuns me every time I hear it. Yeah. I, I've never gotten used to that. Yeah, you don't let people in that uh, violate your values. Well, no, because if they v- violate your values, you send back them. Yeah, you do. Uh, without permissions. <laughs> if they have permissions, that's a different thing. I mean, but does, they have no permissions. Does anyone on the left listen to themselves speak? I uh, No, they don't. Do they have access to audio or video recordings of themselves? I mean, he says this as if he's ordering a glass of milk. <laughs> If there's nothing wrong with what he's saying. Right after he said what the standard is for his own country. Yes. Yes. As if there's not even a tinge of hypocrisy here. Uh, of course, listen. if somebody sneaks in from Nicaragua or some other uh-huh. country in Central America through the southern in, border right? of Mexico, they mm-hmm. wind up in Mexico. They can go get a job. They no, can no. work. No, no. If somebody do that without right. permissions, without permissions. We, send ba- we send back them. <laughs> right after he rips our country. <laughs> right. I can't take For it. being racist, for racially profiling, for not being big enough to let him in and, and just go ahead and have a new life here. 
But if it's your country, oh, no, 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 no. Get out. We send back them. Wait, what? Well, why is it different for you? And of course, Wolf Blitzer never asked that question. Because mm-hmm. it's too logical. It's too reasonable. It just makes sense to ask that question. I, I, I'm sorry. Why do you hold us to a different standard? Yeah, you know, it's obviously because you don't care about us. You yeah. just care about your own country. Well, we care about our country, so maybe you should be able to understand we want to protect it from people we, we don't even know who's coming in. How many times have we said they have no self-awareness? When Zero. They, when they speak, <sighs> they, they don't, it's like they don't hear the words coming out of their <laughs> it mouth. It is like that. It's exactly like that. 888 Officials at a Pasadena, California school. Uh, dragged a student in for questioning over his <clears throat> pro-gun rights flag, which he wore as a cape for a pro-Second Amendment function at school. Campus reform got an audio recording of the exchange between the student and the administrators and published the recording. Um, according to campus reform, student Charles Lee, who's a member of the South, of South Pasadena High School's Young Conservatives, decided to wear the flag to school, which said, come and take it. Well, that's the old uh, Texas flag. Mm -hmm. But it has a cannon, and underneath it says, come and take it, the Gonzalez cannon. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mexico wanted it back. He said, yeah, come take it. (laughs) See how that works out for you. And it didn't work out for him. (laughs) It didn't. Uh, So he wore the flag as a cape. Bore a uh, the flag had a graphic of an AR style rifle, and was worn as part of his participation in the Second Amendment school walkout. Which again, we didn't hear anything about. Didn't hear anything about the pro life walkout. Didn't hear anything about the pro Second Amendment walkout. Unless I was gone during that day and didn't pay attention to the news. Do you remember anything no, on that? No, di- you, you were here that day. Nobody and there covered was it. No coverage. Nobody covered either one of those. It's as if it didn't happen. Campus Reform reported that the school's assistant principal and other school administrators approached Lee about the flag and reportedly told him that wearing the flag was a violation of the school's dress code for promoting violence. (laughs) After school officials brought their concerns to him, he responded, "Uh, yeah, it's not an actual gun. (laughs) I like this kid. Uh, I could be friends with this kid. Uh I I I like him. Uh, that's, uh, you're promoting violence? Yeah, uh, you know that's not an actual gun, right? On my cape? (laughs) That's so great. Gun was apparently the only word they needed to hear. Uh, one of the administration officials shouted, So it is a gun! Uh, on the recording, Lee responded, If it is a gun, I have a right to wear it in support of the Second Amendment. And he declared that the whole point of the protest is going against a semi-automatic weapons ban. Is the flag promoting violence? One of the administrators stuck to the dress code excuse and insisted that Lee should not wear the flag on campus because our dress code says people cannot promote drug use, violence, and so forth. Lee answered, I'm not promoting violence. How am I promoting any violence? I don't get how this is promoting violence just by supporting the Constitution. This kid's awesome. 
One of the administrations continued to fight back and said, I don't really see how it's supporting the Constitution by wearing a gun on your back. And another added, I don't remember there being semi-automatic rifles in the Constitution. Of course there are, because it says we can keep and bear arms. Period. So, yeah, that includes semi-automatic rifles. Idiot. (laughs) So they went back and forth for a while, insisting the flag can't be worn in the school if it's going to be something that intimidates or scares people or disrupts the educational process. Said he wasn't wearing the flag to disrupt classes and had planned to wear it only during the walkout protest. One administrator appeared to concede and said, if that's something you're going to wear during your march, that's one thing. When you're leaving campus, just be aware with what comes along with that and people's reactions to seeing a semi-automatic weapon on your cape. When you wear it as a cape, you can't even see all the wording that's attached to it. You just see a big gun. (laughs) Uh, So after they finished their interrogation of Lee, they asked him to turn over his cell phone so they could examine what you may possibly have on that phone. Shut up. Uh, now you've gone too far. Okay. It was it was too far probably bringing him in for questioning when he had a gun cape on. But now you're going to you're going to confiscate his phone? No. Lee admitted I do have it with me. Uh, a teacher at the school reportedly told Campus Reform that the dress code is generally ignored by students without consequences and said the administration's questioning of Lee is part of a continuing trend of harassment against conservative faculty members and students. And the teacher requested anonymity for fear of retaliation, of course. The teacher said they'd fire me in a heartbeat. Isn't that the wonderful world in which we live right now? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that feel good? Mm-hmm. It's America. <laughs> Ain't that America? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of guns, here's something that will help you become proficient with yours, and you can do it where you may need to actually use your gun hopefully not but if it ever arises you've actually practiced there with iTarget Pro this is revolutionized home firearm training in fact to my knowledge there wasn't any home firearm training before this you you don't want to be shooting bullets through your walls Um, iTarget uses your actual gun and your smartphone with their app and a laser in place of the bullet so the laser detects exactly where your, your shots are landing on the target. Uh, now you can practice home defense where it matters most in your home, testing out different angles, maximize your tactical advantage, and you're, all, you're doing it all with your own personal firearm. Plus, right now, you save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. So, save money. I mean, you don't have to buy a bunch of ammo anymore. Just use this and take your skill to the next level safely and effectively. It's the letter I, TargetPro.com, offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 or at Pat Unleashed. Uh, Brandon Cruz tweets, uh, can we send back them, Democrat and liberal illegal immigration supporters? <laughs> uh, sadly, they're probably here to stay. Uh, J.S. Wardle. Oh, my gosh. Pat Unleashed today. Pulling camera and stints out of body parts and Brad flying cockroaches in the ear story. You're welcome. Oh, boy. Yeah, and then just wait till the next segment. made his day, obviously. And yeah. We got Je- oh, Jeffy's got coming something. up and he's got a nice picture he's going to share with us uh, at theblazetv.com. So oh, good. be sure to stick around about 10 more minutes at least. It's going to get even more time. exciting. Uh-huh. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Steve. <laughs> Uh, can Jeffy be on the cheerleading squad in New Jersey? <laughs> Didn't I hear you say anyone can join or no one can? <sighs> yes, you did. Uh, can you imagine Jeffy uh, as a cheerleader? Yeah, at the bottom of the pyramid? Like, like uh, the entire base of said pyramid? Well, you don't want him at the top, I will say that. Mm-mm. And I'll just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Leave that to your imagination as to why. Yeah. Why, why, why wouldn't you want him up there? Hmm. Got breaking news happening right now. U.S. will withdraw from the nuclear de- from the Iran nuclear deal. Mm-hmm. Trump has informed that uh, to the to Macron. He uh, so that was that was the phone call the French said they were uh, disappointed with because did did Macron want us to stay in the nuclear deal? Yeah, oh yeah, he he was over here lobbying Trump last wow. week. Wow. So when they weren't holding hands, Trump and Macron, um, that, that that's. Uh, that's what he was trying to it's get. It's interesting because they fell in love yeah. uh, pretty seriously, that was pretty sweet. hard. It that looked was like a it was springtime it was a romance, right? Beautiful there. romantic uh, few days, whirlwind romance, and uh, and then for him to just say, "Nope, sorry, we're pulling out of it anyway." I, that's great, and and this is really going to test their long distance relationship efforts as well. It is Trump and Macron. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> Up in Minnesota, we were just talking about the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance that was shut down for a while by one guy. One person complained and uh, went to the court system and actually successfully stopped the pledge being recited in, I think, nine western states for about six months, whatever it took to untangle that that mess. Now the Minnesota Senate is debating whether in God we trust should be the motto. I don't know why they decided this is an issue, but all of a sudden in, in Minnesota, uh, the Senate there wants to remove it. I'm wondering if Senator Hall uh, would uh, feel the same if if students walked in and, and uh, instead of the word God, the word Allah, uh, which is the word oh, for no. God in the, oh, yeah. in the Muslim religion, uh, uh, welcomed students to their school. This is a God who spoke against money, and the money I carry in my wallet has to say, in God mm-hmm. we trust. I think that's offensive. So that's right. They, had a, they have a school that uh, has the motto, as you walk in, in God we trust. So he's wondering if one of the supporters of that would be okay if instead of God, the word Allah was there. Well, first of all, God covers virtually all believers, right? I've heard, I mean, you can call God Allah, and you can debate over whether Allah is the same as the Christian God, but they they use the word, the name God as well. 
not just Allah. So it's, I mean, that's pretty universal. Secondly, if in Allah we trust, we're greeting school kids in Saudi Arabia, sure, that would be totally appropriate. But we're not in Saudi Arabia. Why, why would we, why would we do that for, you know, like 0.5% of the population? We're not a minority rule country. We're not even a majority rule country. However, we are a country that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And third, for the billionth time, there's no provision in our founding documents that states that all religion is on the same level. It isn't. It isn't. You don't have to treat Satanism the same as Christianity. You don't. There's, there's nothing that's, that says that in the Constitution. And so for these dumb little disagreements to be popping up in all these states all the time, all over the country, it's just madness. We got a we got a battle over in God we trust the national motto. We've got a battle over one nation under God. We've got a battle over one person being offended by one little thing. If you don't like it, just don't look at it. So what? Even if it did, even if you walked into a school and it said in all we trust. So, what would happen? Uh, I mean, would would people fall down and start convulsing on the ground? No, don't be ridiculous. They would melt. <laughs> Immediately, right instantly, there. would they? Spontaneous melting would happen right there in the hallway. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't try to don't try to you know color this. So if you walk past the sign and then turn around and look back at it, do you turn into a pillar of salt? No, because no. you've already melted. Oh, man. okay. All right. That's a moot. What point. if you didn't see it on the way in, but you turn around and you look at it on the way melt. out? Oh, you melt. Melt. Okay. All right. I mean, it's pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this, man. This is it's agonizing to me. I can't. I just hate this discussion. It's so ridiculous. Show me where all religion must be treated equally. Show me. It doesn't have to happen. There is no provision in the Constitution for that. Well, that's favoritism. If you have a Christmas display up at City Hall and, uh, and not a Muslim display. So? And? Deal with it. Oh, well. Also, if I'm in a really predominantly Jewish area Mm -hmm. and they put up a menorah on city property, I'm not going to melt and I'm not going to convulse. That's what I was going to say. And I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. If the residents of the community. So why is it that this, um, the, the, uh, I guess it's free speech, uh, that it's, it's, it's community values. Remember community standards. Mm-hmm. That's how they decided, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's allowed in this part of the country and not on cable access in this part of the country, whatever. If, why can't that apply to religion? I mean, if there's a predominantly Muslim yes. community that wants a, you know, yes. Ramadan decoration city hall, who cares? What do you I'm want a- to bet in Dearborn, Michigan, they have that? Sure. What do you want to bet? And you and I are Where gonna- there's a huge Islamic population there. I'll bet they have that. And we're not going to fly. We're not gonna, and nobody's saying anything about it if they do. We're not going up there to say, wait a minute, why isn't this a Christmas tree? Right. Who cares? That's right. what the that's what makes America great. It's like we can all be different without forcing everyone else to be like us. And I love how they always throw that false premise out there. Well, what if it was Allah? Okay. <laughs> then you know what? I don't know. Okay. I, do it. You got me. If it was Allah, we'd all, we'd explode.
No. Uh, we'd start fighting in the streets. No. We'd throw our clothes off and run screaming obscenities no. through the streets. We would melt spontaneously. <laughs> or we'd, we'd been over spontaneously this. melt or combust. Or combust. Something. Something. Something bad would happen. It we would all know get that. ugly. That's yeah. for sure. Because, <laughs> I mean, you see the word Allah and it's just like, oh, no, no, no. Because uh, Americans can't handle that. Nope. We can't handle that because we're the worst people on earth. Well, that's true. I mean, that's a non That's, that's how we're treated in this amazingly diverse, the most diverse nation by far in the history of the world. There, there, show me another country with anywhere near approaching the same diversity we have. You know, there isn't one. There isn't one. And with the way we get along and yet the, the perception that we're this racist, nasty mean-spirited country it's, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous uh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we got to tell you uh we got jeffy coming up in a few minutes to chew the fat but we got to get to the story in great britain another another great school story this one from great britain they're removing analog clocks yeah. <laughs> from school in the united kingdom that's fun and you well you might believe the reason <laughs> it's but it's amazing. Ten years ago, I don't think you would have believed the reason. Maybe five years ago, you wouldn't have believed the reason. Today, you probably, yeah, well, right, it figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take the analog clocks out So of you're there. saying that no matter where on earth you go, mm-hmm. kids aren't, aren't learning things? And then <laughs> that's, just, it's like, that seems to be the case, doesn't and, it? And then, and then in places where they're not, we mm-hmm. just kowtow to them? Is that? That's pretty close to it, yeah. Uh, that about sums it up. Can you join a cheerleading squad over in Britain no matter who you are? I'm sure you could. Huh? Yeah. Even if you're Jeffy. We'll talk to him next. <laughs> Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Uh, time for chewing the fat. Oh, Jeffy. <laughs> hey, uh, just a reminder. Um, <clears throat> today uh, is National Coconut Cream Pie Day. Oh, is it? So <laughs> was wondering where the coconut cream pie is. Already yeah. ate it. I'd, I'd take a banana cream uh, pie, but it's not banana cream. It's not banana cream pie day. Nah, I'm just going to alter it a little bit. You know what? Okay. I don't like coconut. Um, Where's the banana cream? <laughs> uh, I ate that one, too. Sorry. It was here. Oh, it's that's been not a long even, day, That's not man. even funny. You guys know the reference uh, when somebody says, I don't like coconut? You don't like coconut? Say brainless. You know what that's from? You don't know what that's from, do you? I don't uh, think so. Nah, I have no idea. Say brainless. What is it? If Come on, anybody man. Knows don't that reference, it out there. If anybody knows the reference, triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Okay. Okay. We'll wait. Somebody Let's comes wait. in, orders, orders something. No, like coconut. And, and the person behind the the counter says, "Do you want coconuts with that?" I don't like coconuts. You don't like coconuts. Oh, really? Say brainless. Don't you know where coconuts come from? If anybody knows the reference, triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. 
900. I just looked it up, and I don't remember that at all. Huh. It's also uh, mm. National uh, Student Nurse Day. And uh, I know a while ago, we celebrated uh, National Student Nurse Day here at the studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we had a particular uh, employee uh-huh. that uh, wanted to really celebrate it. Yeah. And his name was Chris Cruz. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, honey. This is, uh, this oh is Chris celebrating. <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. I've never seen this. So we got cockroaches in the ear. We got I cameras going into your body parts. And now just we got threw up in my mouth. Chris Cruz at TheBlazeTV.com. Like we like to celebrate special mm-hmm. days here. At the mm-hmm. Blaze Studios. Oh, mm-hmm. we celebrate them. Let's stop doing that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I like it. <laughs> and I don't know that uh, we have, uh, uh, I don't know mm-hmm. that uh, this is the answer to your question, but coconuts, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if they come from Hawaii or not, but if they do, they're being burned in lava as yes. we speak. Oof, man. Uh, more and more people are being evacuated. We have uh, some video of some of the lava burning now. Yesterday we had some before and afters, but here's some uh, video of some actual damage and burning being done from the lava. That's- Amazing. Oh. It's and, busting wow. down a gate. I mean, it's busting down a gate. It's, at least you see it eating the road and moving. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. It's unreal. It how really fast is. Yes. That lava rock is created. I know. I just, it's mind boggling. Burning up just, a car. And then it, just, it, t- it just envelops the car, doesn't it? Yep. Eventually. Yep. It just keeps going and going and just devours is this the t- everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. There it yeah. goes. Just Good about, gosh, that's amazing. It just devours everything. If this wasn't so destructive, yeah. you know, and ruining people's lives and homes and potentially... It's still fascinating to watch. I don't think anybody's been killed, but it's it's Not unbelievable yet. to watch. Well, and they are really, they are really starting to uh, warn people now, look, uh, you know, you reporters and you need to... It's time to... Yeah, time uh, to get not, out. Yeah. I think it's time to get around. off that freaking island. Yes, I think so, too. That they island to, is... It seems like it's going away. They talked about... Yeah, well, they talked about... Uh, this morning, I heard a big report from there that they talked a little bit about... Um, they had the big cracks in the earth that weren't blowing up any gases yet, mm-hmm. but overnight. They were having, like, uh, an earthquake an hour wow. uh, being rocked from this volcano. I mean, I would already be gone. Oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I would mm-hmm. already be gone. Yeah. That's a dangerous place to be right now. I it's mean, hard it's, when you've lived there your whole I life. I know it is. It's and really you, hard. You know, we all live with that, that complacency bias. It's not, we'll be fine. Yeah. We've always been fine. I'm not going I, anywhere. I, yeah. We'll be fine. Then your house is on fire and it's uh, uh, being pushed to the ground I by know. lava rock. And, and you're and like, that's, oh, maybe I should right. have left. Uh-huh. And I don't know that it ever gets too late, but it's got to be pretty close, man. I think we have an answer to the... Uh, question of where that comes from say brainless uh jim in pennsylvania you're on the blaze hi hey it's from it's a wonderful life you it got is? it you ding 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 oh, ding ding it is yeah, you're not gonna young give george, a bell are you young george bailey says it to uh, violet i believe she comes in and orders yep. a sunday of some sort he says you want coconut on that and uh oh mary is sitting there and that's when mary she leans over and whispers in his ear <laughs> yeah. i will marry you george bailey yeah yep exactly right stupid movie. thanks jim that's right he, he, he got that one you see mary mary don't you know me it's me george george bailey what are you, you, you are you working for potter now you're the only reason that makes that movie even <laughs> partly enjoyable <laughs> what uh, that I, is one of the greatest uh, movies it is. of all time. Agreed. I got you to watch that the first time, I think, no, back I in Houston. I f- yes. Yeah, really? You had never seen it. And I said, you got to watch this. And then I remember the first thing you said when you came back was, 
that you were amused by the one scene where George is at the high school dance <laughs> and in the pool and the guy comes over to ask Mary to dance and and George says oh, well why don't you leave us alone it's like <laughs> Okay. Hey! Do you remember that? Why don't you leave us alone? Why don't you leave us alone? You guys try to cut in while they're dancing or something? Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. But most of the book is. No, it's not. You just, you have really, I've noticed uh, lately, uh, just in the last eight or nine years since I've known you, you've got really bad taste. (laughs) Oh, my God. In virtually everything. Really bad taste. How's it make you feel, Jeffy? Movies, Mm -hmm. songs. We You've like a lot of the same stuff. Really bad taste. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no, we don't. We do too. <laughs> we do not. We do. If you could let yourself go a little bit from being able to watch uh-huh. big guy stuff, you might I like, like it. this conversation. Okay. Just watching it unfold is kind of fun. Huh. Also, uh, one of my favorite uh, my favorite news reports over the past weekend uh, was uh, the former Clinton press secretary. Um, <clears throat> Uh, says uh, Sanders should give Trump an ultimatum and don't lie again or I'll quit. Um, Joe uh, Lockhart, who served uh, former President Clinton's administration, uh, is telling someone from the Trump administration, don't lie again? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Hello? Pot? I know. Uh, Pot? (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Looking for the kettle somewhere Mm -hmm. in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. It is. It it just doesn't. The whole reaction to all of this lately has been this revelation that, wait a minute, the White House press secretary lies? <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? Where have you been the last where have you been? years? Seriously, where have you been? Mm-hmm. The last eight years. Alone. Were lies. Went through three, we went through three or four of them, day right? After In the last day eight after years. Day after day after day. The, nothing but lies. How many lies. press secretaries did Obama have? Three? Well, he had Gibbs, he Ernest, had three or four. And uh, because they went, they come along and they got so they got so sick of lying and couldn't keep track of the truth. They quit. Yeah. (laughs) Carney, Gibbs and Ernest. Right. Yeah. And they were all terrible liars. Terrible liars. They did it, though. They they did did it with their little hearts on their sleeve every day. And the mainstream media never even noticed, didn't care, didn't check, didn't ask. They didn't want to know. Did not want to know. It was even reported that uh, it was Carney. Mm-hmm. You know, talked about uh, he wanted to know all the questions. Look, they, they had to report to him the questions before and know. It was uh-huh. at, and I will, be, I will be the first to admit, yes, this administration lies on a regular basis. We've, we've mentioned it. We've, we've exposed it. We we've that? talked about no, it's not, it. That's not on the air. Is it? <laughs> but they don't lie any more than. No, they do Probably not. less than Obama lied. Uh, it was unbelievable. The really lies di- that came I mean, out of Obama. Really, the difference is is just the hatred of Donald Trump. Yes, that's that's the only difference. They only I mean, care now. Yes, they didn't care when it was Not happening a chance before. Did they care? So that one little bit. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the thirty first press secretary. They go back to Herbert Hoover was the first one. Gave us our first secretary, a press secretary, nineteen twenty nine. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, Mister, we could use a man like, like Hoover, Hoover, Hoover yeah. again. Gosh, here we go. <laughs> I didn't need no, no welfare no. state. Everybody pulled his weight. You know? Hey, uh, girls were girls. The day. Girls were girls. And, and men, men were men. men. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's clear. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, if, if, you, if you're if you familiar with, with me, you know that I, I am not a big fan of uh, bicyclists uh, on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, they can belong there. 
Uh, sure, I guess they. I'm supposed to be nice to them. Share the road. Uh, yeah, we're supposed to be nice to them. We're supposed to look out for them. We're supposed to, you know, make a big circle around them, drive behind them, slow as ever when they're, you know, mm-hmm. clogging up the mm-hmm. lane. It's okay because they're bicyclists mm-hmm. and they have the right to the road. I mean, I, I went through all that uh, years ago mm-hmm. with bicyclists across the nation, and God love them. God mm-hmm. love y'all. And I sense that you do. I do. <laughs> I do. He loves that span. I'm feeling I that. Do. I'm feeling and that I, from and, and, you right now. Believe me, I know that yeah. if you could ride your bikes on the sidewalk, you would. But most municipalities actually have a a, a, a law that says they can't ride on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. We spend millions of dollars on sidewalks. And uh, I don't know. We, we make the curbs uh, curved so that you know wheels can go over them and easily. But bikes can't ride on them. They've huh. got to ride on the road, and good for them. Good for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But and you know, in New York, I mean, and many cities uh, create bike lanes in the roads. Yeah, uh, bike lanes just for just for bikes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. And, and you got to watch out for them all along. And even in New York, uh, they make great huge bike lanes in New York everywhere. And bikes are just a wonderful thing. And they've pretty much locked down Times Square. You can't even get a car close to Times Square anymore. Nope. Uh, but. Uh, now we have uh, we have a big problem in New York as uh, bicyclists are uh, they've been caught running red lights and uh, they have uh, they have actually we have footage now do you get this before I show you the, yeah, the share footage. the road and the traffic laws uh, NYPD gave out four thousand six hundred and sixty eight summons last year for red light violations to bicyclists this year it's almost up to five thousand already mm. um, they, wow. uh, the bicyclists are behaving they gripe that people don't always respect their space. Uh, there's something in it. It's hard for us, says uh, says a lot of the bike riders. Um, look, um, what you can do is maybe, I don't know, watch where you're going if you're on the bike. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretend like you're mm-hmm. invisible. But they don't. They just run through intersections. We have uh, we have uh, one. We have a couple of videos. Uh, one video I don't think he has is the one where the the guy just absolutely runs over the kid, and the video I have is where the bicyclist just runs over the mom and the baby carriages that are crossing the road. Oh, the mom and baby carriage. Oh, we'll just run into the kid. Eh, don't worry about it. I'm a bicyclist. You're supposed to wait for me. Jeez. Oh, now, fortunately, here, as in Russian dash cam videos, uh, while this is a New York dash cam video, Nobody's uh, all safe. Right. All safe and sound, and they walk oh, that's away. that's good. Yeah, that's really good. That is good. That is good. But I would just say that uh, if you're in New York, be careful. Cause the oh, that's just a general rule. Bike yeah, rage sure. is on the way. Be careful. <laughs> I freak bicyclists, man. insane. I love them, though. I love everything. I know you oh, do. Man, I do I, I'm sensing that. I'm feeling that from you. When you're on the road, not, you're not, you watch really? out for them. You let them have their way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You go around them, a oh, lane around them. If I, love, I love waiting for them. If you're in, th- in any kind of mm-hmm. a dual lane road or even a single lane road, and there's a bicyclist there, and you can't pass, don't get upset. No, I wouldn't. Slow down and let them be on their way Take ahead it of easy, you. Take it easy. Enjoy wait. yourself. Right. It's okay. That's right. They just. You know, share the road and be nice. There's no reason to do anything harmful or is, say anything. Well, or, yeah, you don't want to do anything harmful. No, that's what that's I'm saying. Being sweet. You don't want to me. roll down your window and say anything mean to him. No, either. you don't want to ever roll down your window and say, I, I use the even, sidewalk. I can't even imagine you doing no, something yeah, like no, that. No, you can't. You wouldn't that. do that. Because you know you that they that. can't use the sidewalk. It's right. impossible for any it's vehicle impossible. with wheels to ride on a sidewalk <laughs> like that. You know, I used to impossible. get yeah, the tickets for being on the sidewalk. In my area. See, that's what I mean. Yeah. 
in my area. I don't think you can. We've got the cyclists that are, I don't know, part of a cycling club. or I, don't I know love if those. Those are my most important. because they're Training for the Tour de France. Yes. I don't know what they're doing, but spandex they're always United. in the whole spandex outfit thing and the little bike helmets <laughs> on. Well, you can't and there's like bike. 800 of them. <laughs> And you, you don't even know. ever get my wife started on them. Because no, what, what, you, what she, she, she loves them? She loves them. Yes. Because oh, I she could, loves to share the road with the bicyclists. I do too. And, and most importantly, <laughs> when they're in training like that, what's good is that they, they all stay in one or two or three lanes. Yes. And uh, right. ride down the road. Right. I don't know. I mean, uh-huh. it's, now, it's uh, silly I, to I, think I, that I, they would just silly. stay in half a lane or... One lane, they could take up two or three. Now, I know that there are some hills and some curves around where you live, Pat Gray. Uh-huh. So I'm sure it's especially enjoyable over there. It is oh, especially yes. enjoyable. Yes. It is. Yes. Thank you for noticing that. Yeah. Narrow road. Super enjoyable. Yeah. 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 So when the weekend comes, man, oh, it's great. nothing better <laughs> than and, the and cyclists those, in our those, area. Those of us that live on the other side of the tracks uh-huh. a lot of times on the weekends when you get <laughs> rolling out and there's, there happens to be a train. Uh-huh. Uh, man, not only are you waiting for the train, Train, oh no! You're waiting for the bicyclists, and look, I'm okay with it because oh, I love. Them. I could tell well, that. I'm sensitive. Let me tell you what I love. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to tell you <laughs> yeah. that you need to be okay with it. I love no, on a I Saturday morning them. when when you're already late to a child softball game, yes. and they close off the intersection of a major highway. That's always 170 fun. over here. Mm-hmm. They they shut it down because. The bike riders in a race uh-huh. are coming through, uh-huh. and you're sitting there, you're waiting longer than if it were a train, and then just as you start going again, you get to the front of it. Oh, the police shut it down again, because here comes another group of bikers that have shut down the highway are you saying for that's this a, race. I mean, if you, but you're if, happy but to do it. it. But I love it. You, because you're happy to do it, because you love them. So it was, list, it was listed them. in the local paper eight <laughs> weeks ago that this race was happening. You <laughs> should have been aware. Paper. Like, I've you ever taken a look at a local paper. <laughs> Not once just, in this You don't town. read the public they, notices? They deliver them right, into, right in the front of your yard. And then I deliver them directly to my garbage can. <laughs> I mean, you should read those. That's where those things get posted, you, man. You, you can't even stop those papers. You, you, <laughs> I've tried. You can't even stop it. There's no, why would you want to stop it? I don't it? The information want your that free they freaking paper they, littering they, my driveway. They provide information. They provide coupons for local establishments. I don't want any of it. None of it. If I don't want the local little rag that comes out once whoa, a week, whoa, whoa. I don't even want the, I certainly don't want the Dallas Morning News. No, but you and have to neither order do that. I want the Fort Worth Telegraph. Yeah, you have to they order that. Oh, those only, they only they drop suck. those free once in a great while. They throw those on the yard free, trying to get you to subscribe. You I, know, like a big it's, holiday. It's hard to believe they even publish the paper anymore. Just do an but the online little ones, thing. The little ones are making a little bit of money. They're trying to survive because they get the they get they do have the local establishments that are that are providing them coupons that are paying for that, and mm-hmm. they also are able to uh, report on uh, local goings ons, uh, events like yeah, city council like reports, bike races, and, uh, stuff right, like that. Right, and when the cyclists are coming through, you're right. You're having cyclists or, or joggers or runners to uh-huh. your neighborhood. Yeah, we're not bitter. We're just going to shut down the road. No, we love them. Yeah, we love them. We love them. Thank you. They're awesome. Thank you. There's nothing. Awesome. I we mean, love them. I, if I see if I see somebody riding a bike without a helmet, I report them. Do you? I do not. Because you love them. And, that but that's out of love. Like that. But that, that. Thank you. I don't want them right to get there hurt. There is out of love. Yeah. Yes, I mean yeah. that. That needs to be said. They need to follow the law. Okay, just like the rest of us. Well, we don't want them to get hurt. Thank you. Okay. Did you hear about the? Well, I, well, we've got time for this one quick story about the South Lake couple. Uh, yeah, South Lake is, a, is a suburb of Dallas Fort Worth. It's in the Metroplex. Is and, it? And, uh, hmm. Okay. 
Uh, that's called cool. you don't know I mean, you don't know the city south bank it's uh, a, i didn't uh hmm. never been there sounds nice though so a federal judge has now uh, moved uh, the South Lake couple from a detention facility to house arrest while they await trial. Um, they're awaiting trial on uh, slavery charges. On slavery, uh, on slavery charges? charges. Uh, defendants uh, Mohammed Touré and his wife Denise Cross Touré are the son and daughter-in-law of a former president of the West African country of Guinea. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my gosh, there they are on the screen if you're watching Blaze Television. Muhammad and An arrest niece. affidavit says they arranged for a girl to travel from her rural village in in 2000 and uh, forced her to work in their South Lake home for years without pay. And she was like their nanny. Oh, man. And she lived there, and they'd get mad at her, and she'd, they'd throw her out, and she'd go sleep in the park, and then she'd come back, which is why when she finally got away, mm. uh, she finally got uh, sick of, uh, this is what she's saying. Uh, she's she's saying that she enlisted the help of some neighbors because they all thought she was like the nanny or whatever because she would walk the, their kids to school. You would never guess it was and a she slave. Would, she would, uh, you know, mow you the lawn and do the laundry and do everything. And she would talk about getting whipped and beating if it wasn't good enough. Mm. They took her shopping and stuff. They took her out with her. You know, you got look. You got to mm. take the slave out with you when you go. Jeez, that's really hideous. I know, but they so finally they, they got away they with said, this since. 2000 for 18 years and there's debate she was either five she was between five and ten years old when she came here holy cow so uh when she finally the neighbor said get pictures get proof or whatever and then they helped her get away uh not long ago and when they helped her get away the the family didn't even issue a missing persons report because they figured oh she's just sleeping in the park again she'll come back because she was undocumented Mm. and she always comes back wow I mean, just amazing. Oh. But my my, my Weird. One, one of the things that I, I find impressive is that, yes, slavery still does go on. In one of the nicest areas in the country. And I could South be Lake wrong, is, but this family never does not look Caucasian. Huh. Really? I thought only huh. white they're, people could own they're slaves. They're from. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's strange. I was just... Yeah, you must be mistaken. Must be mistaken. Something I noticed, that's all. Uh, Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, Glenn and Tanya were really frustrated uh, with their experience selling their home years ago. It took years, like two or three years. They lost a ton of money on it, and they didn't want everybody else to have to put up with that. So they decided to try to put together a network of agents across the country, and they came up with 1,200 that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team based on their experience. Their marketing plans, what kind of character do these agents have, and what kind of results do they get for their clients? Pretty important. And uh, a lot of this stuff you don't even think of necessarily when you're looking for a realtor. You just go online and find one near you and give them a call. Hey, uh, sell my house. Oh, okay. But these have also uh, another side benefit, which I think is great, because it shows that they have a lot in common with you, and they share a lot of your basic principles and values they're fans of the show so if you're trying to sell your house and you don't want to lose money you want to sell it fast you want to get the most out of it go to realestateagentsitrust.com we'll introduce you to the best agent in your town let our agents earn your business it's realestateagentsitrust.com you're listening to pat gray unleashed follow pat on twitter at pat unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag tell pat the blaze radio network
is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. If you haven't heard yet, President Trump <laughs> pulled us out of the uh, Iran nuclear deal. Good, according to two people familiar with his thinking. Oh. Uh, it wasn't immediately clear which sanctions were lifted uh, under the deal might be quickly reimposed, uh, but uh, the president has several options. A limited move could leave him more room to potentially stay in the deal. After all. If other members agree to toughen it. So is this another negotiating tactic? I don't know. Maybe. But I will say this. His negotiating tactics so far have seemed to work out. We were kind of freaked out at the beginning with the, with the uh, North Korean situation. We were freaked out over the trade sanctions, uh, the tariffs. It, and at the last minute, he kind of pulled back on those things. And allowed the process to sort of foment and work. And it seems to be effective. I sure would like to see these uh, negotiating skills play out in the Congress with things like the budget. And yeah, I would too. I would too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wall. The wall. Immigration, you know. Uh, there's a lot of things. Uh, abortion. It would be great. And maybe he still will. Completely get rid of Obamacare once and for all. Jeez, what happened to that? I mean... Uh, with these medical issues that I've gone through over the last month or so, uh, I'm not experiencing that $2,700 per family per year savings that I was promised. Well, you can thank John I can McCain. Guarantee you that he he alone stopped that from getting repealed, even on a Jeez. short-term basis. Unbelievable. Uh, and and they take a lot of it right up front now. Just to make sure you can't wiggle out of it. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. So, if I were a betting man... Oh, okay, I am... I'd be all in (laughs) on Rudy Giuliani being out (laughs) of service to this president Mm -hmm. by... uh, Within three weeks, for sure. Hmm. Within, Within the month. By the end of May, Rudy Giuliani is no longer... A lawyer for the president of the United States. There's just too many things, aren't there? First of all, he's paying back uh, his attorney, Cohen, for the payments that went to Stormy Daniels. Uh, No, not according to him. He's not. Uh, -uh. Uh, That's not happening. Then uh, there was this interview with uh, um, Stephanopoulos, George Stephanopoulos. When they touched on this. And, and you said he, 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 this was a regular arrangement he had with Michael Cohen. So did Michael Cohen make payments to other women for the president? I have no knowledge of that. Uh, uh, but I, w- I, w- I would think if it was necessary, yes. He made payments for the <laughs> president. Or he, he conducted business for the president. <laughs> okay, so if it was necessary, yes, of yeah, course. I mean, He's making payments to other women. Sure. Keep him quiet. I mean, if it's necessary. Like Charlie. I I don't know how many affairs he's had, but yeah, if they need to be paid off, he's paying them off. (laughs) 
Whoa. <laughs> I mean, he might be done in a week. He might be done in an hour. Holy cow. That's just strange. And you would think Giuliani would know better. He knows him really. Aren't they pretty good friends? I think they've been, they know each other pretty well and have for quite a while. Yeah, New York guys. Yeah. I, it's surprising yeah, to me that I, he's come in like a bull in a china closet and he's breaking things like this. I can't think that the most high profile celebrity of New York at the time, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and the mayor for eight years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Rudy Giuliani didn't know each other really well. Had to. Had to. Uh, so I, I think some mistakes have been made, and it's, it'll be interesting to see just how forgiving uh, the president is. But if Giuliani lasts into next month, it's pretty forgiving, I think, because uh, they are not on the same page. And I think that the dead giveaway that first night, I should have stuck with my original thought, was, boy, when the president starts tweeting about random stuff as breaking news, big breaking news is happening. Change the subject. You can tell he is not happy. Let's just change the subject. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he was doing. That's what he was doing. Uh, meanwhile, April Ryan continues her really weird uh, tour of uh, terror. She was now talking about, um, on CNN, she was talking about Melania and her initiative. It's called... It's called Be Best, right? And it's a anti-bully thing. A lot of people are yelling and screaming that it's the same thing that that basically that Michelle Obama did, just repackaged a little bit. But here's what April Ryan, who is an African-American reporter, here's what she said about Melania Trump. She stood in front of him and basically said she wants to to show young people how it's done and do it right and they will pick up those those habits. Um, mm. I wonder if the president will change. But but there are realities. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of realities that she's dealing with. Um, this is this is a first lady mm-hmm. who is not um, culturally um, American but she is Wait, learning the ways and this is not just an American issue. She's These not are not just American culturally. issues. These are international national issues you you know cyberbullying is an Mm -hmm. international issue social media is international and Uh also the opioid addiction issue so it's not just here but it's abroad as well and we'll see if she takes that message abroad um, as she rolls this out for the Mm -hmm. next uh, Mm -hmm. four years Uh, what a strange statement if you had said something about Barack Obama not being culturally American and I think people did actually because he didn't grow up on mainland America he didn't he grew up in Hawaii and uh, Indonesia. So culturally, he was in kind of a different place. But boy, if you said anything about that, you're a racist. Right. You're a hater. Clearly. How dare you? And by the way, what is the American culture anyway? Yeah, what are you trying to say with that, man? Yeah, what, what is she saying? A about dog whistle? What, What's happening here? What, right? <laughs> Melania is not culturally American? Well... Uh, what does that mean exactly? Obviously, she's from Europe, so. Uh, but I believe she's a citizen now. Uh, so I, I I don't even know what she's trying to say there I think about if her. Anybody qualifies, regardless of place of birth, as being culturally American. It's the first lady, no matter what she does. She effectively has that much. power to set the mm-hmm. culture just by being. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But the last, don't say that about the last group that was in the White House. You don't say that about the Obamas. 
despite the fact that they bashed America at every turn, despite the fact they complained about America every chance they got. Yeah, Michelle wasn't proud of America until her husband won the nomination. But look at her arms. Okay, that's true. Look at her arms. Oh, boy. It was... So culturally significant. Those arms make up for everything. Can we get those look arms, arms to run for president? Uh, she says no. Really? But, I mean, oh. look at her arms. They're fantastic arms. Can we try to lobby her arms to yes. make a run at it? We should draft her arms to run for president. We should. <laughs> Good on that. <laughs> Not this culturally un-American supermodel. We don't want her running for anything. No. We don't even want to talk about her, this Melania person who's culturally un-American. <laughs> but what about Michelle Obama's arms? Wait. Wow. Oof. They are something, aren't they? They are <laughs> something. <laughs> this is such a crazy, crazy world. That's the word we're using? Okay. Yeah. For crazy. now. Just For now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 888-900-3393. And to prove it, uh, who is the group that did the feminist facts they brought in a group of actors and they just wanted them to cold read off a teleprompter some feminist facts about income inequality and all that kind of yeah, stuff was that group and uh and just get their reactions to what was being said on the teleprompter fleckus talk See, we can't okay Okay, it's I, it's a group called Fleckus Talk. I don't know. <laughs> I've never. I, I don't know if that is Chris Cruz E's in our ears. I don't know what that, that is. If but it's actually the name of the group. But anyway, here's <laughs> what happened when they invited these actors in to read off the teleprompter. Some surprising did facts. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know the wage gap statistic that a woman earns seventy-seven cents to every dollar a man makes comes from comparing the average earnings of all men and all women working full time. It does not account for differences in occupation, position, education, job tenure, or hours worked per week. When such relevant hmm. factors are considered, the wage gap narrows to the point of vanishing. Hmm. The average huh. man spends 14% <laughs> more time at work. He's nine times more likely to die there. Men choose the highest paid specialties. Four of the five highest paid college majors are filled with more men than women. Four of the five lowest paid college majors are filled with a majority of women. Huh. Childless women aged 22 to 30 out earn young childless men by 8%. Among workers who have never been married and never had children, women earn 117% of what men do. 117? Holy crap! <laughs> uh, I like that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, those are all facts we've given here a million times i just love to see him get deflated in real time yeah that's great okay well four of the five top (laughs) earning positions uh, majors are men okay wow wait what you mean (laughs) hold it so we've been comparing apples to oranges here huh you mean there's reasons that sometimes if you just take men and you just take women there are reasons that men might make more like, I don't know, they choose different specialties. Like, they gravitate toward professions that pay more. Hmm. Like, men maybe become, uh, I don't know, uh, they may become electrical engineers, and a woman may go into teaching, and she's a kindergarten teacher. You're not going to make a zillion dollars as a kindergarten teacher. Or nursing. Or nursing. Yeah, like women mm-hmm. and Chris Cruz. Yeah. 
for example. But no, you know, hidden in that was actually a, a nugget that you never hear talked about. Childless women. Yeah. Young childless women make 8% yeah. more than young childless men. Yeah. And the what was the single uh, the women who have never been married maybe compared to men who have never been married? Yeah, maybe that's what Make 117% oh. of what men do. Okay. <laughs> I, so, uh, you huh. know, and then to see their expressions like, wait, what? <laughs> Holy crap. What did I just read? <laughs> <sighs> I, I love it when that happens. I love the education on the fly. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But I've never heard of Fleckus something or other. What was it? Fleckus talk. Fleckus talk. I haven't either. What? I couldn't tell if Chris Cruz was pronouncing it right in our ear. Or uh, I or... couldn't either. Like, <laughs> Fleckus talks. What do you have? Phlegm in your throat? or That was the name of the group, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I right. love you, Chris. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393. Uh, also, you can learn more about um, the second annual Mercury One Leadership Training Program. It's starting in just four weeks. If you know somebody between the ages of 18 and 25 who has a passion for discovering truth and a desire to become a stronger leader, uh, share this with them. Once in a lifetime experience, it's a two week journey of discovery, which includes guest speakers like David Barton, Tim Barton, Glenn Beck, and others. Uh, You'll participate. Participants will engage in projects and outings, which will help them gain deeper understanding of the godly foundation of our founding of our nation and how to think critically instead of just being taught. Uh, David Barton does such a great job teaching people about the founding, the religious founding of our nation. Um, also, participants who are accepted for the first or second session will have a behind-the-scenes look, and they'll play an integral role in the production of the Rights and Responsibilities Museum happening at the Mercury Studios here in Irving, which is uh, in Irving, Texas, Father's Day weekend, June 15th through the 17th. So this is an incredible opportunity. Last year we had, I don't know, several hundred kids that came and participated in this, and I think... To a person, at least all that I talked to, mm-hmm. they absolutely loved it. Yeah, and they're great people, too. Great, and they, great and kids. And they learn so much. Yeah. Spring is here, and uh, so is pollen. I've mentioned before that there's so much pollen in the air here in Texas. We've got this uh, black table that's out on our, our patio. And every day, we wipe it off, all the pollen off of it, all the yellow dust that per- that just piles up on it. And then we come back out the next day, and there's the same pile of yellow dust all over the table again. So it's interesting to think, wow, I'm breathing all of that every time I come out here. Ends up in your lungs. Uh uh And when you open your door, it doesn't necessarily stay outside. I don't know if you know that. It comes inside, too. So (laughs) if you've got a dirty air filter, all that stuff is just blowing around your house, aggravating your allergies, making you sick. You know, and then there's mold, there's mildew, there's all this stuff. So... Go to filterby.com. Filterby.com carries over 600 different filter sizes. They have all kinds of custom options for you. Uh, they'll ship it free within 24 hours. It's really fast, it's convenient, and it's inexpensive. And it's a great American company. Everything's manufactured right here in America. Filterby offers a, a plethora of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. And you can save 5% if you set up auto delivery. That means... You don't have to wonder, well, let's see, when did I change those again? Because when it's time to change your filters again, they show up at your door because you already ordered them and you save money doing it. 
So save money, save time, and breathe better in your home with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Alyssa Milano was in uh, Dallas over the weekend at the NRA convention, protesting outside, speaking outside. She, of course, as we showed you yesterday, brought two armed bodyguards with her to the protest, <laughs> and an NRA member approached and was. Asking them, hey, uh, isn't this a little, I don't know, hypocritical? You're trying to take guns from everybody, but you've got armed guards. And then her armed guards just backed the guy all the way back to the sidewalk. I'm going to need you to back up. I'm going to need you to back up. I don't care what you need, (laughs) frankly. Uh, You have no authority here. Zero. And he's getting it all up in his face. And he's just a security guard for Alyssa Milano. He's got no authority to back somebody up like that. It's an American citizen who's got every right to be there. Anyway, she's not humiliated enough after all of that. She's tweeting out her um, sort of a bill of rights uh, for uh, taking the guns from the American people. She tweeted this out. uh, We the people face a crisis. A mortal crisis. No. Every year, tens of thousands of innocent people are killed or seriously wounded by guns. And yet, as much as we seek to enact gun safety and gun control legislation, we find ourselves stymied from doing so by the NRA and the politicians it owns. Armed with extraordinary financial power and political influence, the NRA militantly opposes any such effort. Yeah, because... See, the NRA supports the Second Amendment, which states the right of the people shall not be infringed. That's pretty simple. To keep and bear arms. That's why. Um, yeah, it's not that tough. <laughs> it's not a lot right? to do that. <laughs> it's just really not that tough. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That kind of says it all right there. Anyway, she says the time has come to act, thus reaffirming the Declaration of Independence promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, to people who can afford armed guards to protect them everywhere they go. <laughs> yeah, take the guns from the rest of us, and we're just naked out in the world. We've got no means of support or protection. But you do, Alyssa, that, because you can afford it. That's great. Is that the world that you uh, want to live in? Uh, it obviously is. Acknowledging the disproportionate impact of gun violence on communities of color who have for too long been sidelined in this discussion proclaiming anew our determination to secure a more perfect union for all who call our nation home and asserting the fundamental truth that human lives are worth more than money we hereby affirm assert and demand the following rights here they are okay here we go the gun control rights demanded by Alyssa milano Now, the original 
author of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson, couldn't think any of this stuff through because he was too stupid. Right. It took Alyssa Milano, the actor from Too, too, too Close for Comfort and Charmed. Was it Too Close for Comfort? No, who's the Is boss? The, who's the boss? <laughs> who's uh, even worse? She's the boss of the Second who's, Amendment now. Who's the boss and Charmed? Um, the right of all of us, including those of all races, religions, classes, creeds, gender identities, sexual identities, abilities, right. ages, and locations to equal protection from gun violence. <clears throat> the right of all of us to know the extent of gun violence in our nation. Anybody can know that. Look it up. The right of all of our children to live free of gun violence and to attend gun-free schools. Yeah, they already supposedly do, which is the problem, stupid. That's why when somebody shows up with a gun, they've got free range to kill as many people as they want. Why does this not make sense? Wow, it's stupid. This is just stupidity. (laughs) The right of the mentally ill, including those who are suicidal, to protection from gun violence, including self-inflicted gun violence. The right of the people to have greater access to and influence over governmental policy than corporations and special interest groups. I get so sick of these people. I just can't take it anymore. Moreover, to realize and guarantee those rights, we demand that our government places the prevention of gun violence high on the public agenda. We demand that the federal government funds rigorous, apolitical, scientific studies of the effects of gun violence in our nation. We demand action by federal, state, and local authorities to reduce and prevent gun violence in their communities and by law enforcement agencies. We demand the reform and restraining of law enforcement and armed public officials to focus on de-escalation of conflict rather than the use of force. We demand that those who suffer the most from gun violence receive the most immediate remedies for gun violence. And we demand... Laws prohibiting those with a history of violent or harassing behavior from owning or gaining possession of firearms. You know what? We already have that. Mm-hmm. Already have that. You know, you have to enforce some of the laws that we have in order to uh, have those laws do any good. Just a good safety tip for you. And we demand ongoing legislative efforts which uphold the rights stated herein until the source of gun violence is ended in America for all who call her home. Wow. How brave of her to continue to strive to take the guns from the honest, law-abiding American citizens so that only she can be protected by armed guards. She's How brave. Yeah. Switching her focus now from guns to animals, it looks like, according to her latest <laughs> tweet that Chris Cruz brought to us. Look at that on the screen there. That's okay, a, this is her latest tweet. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, she's here pictured with a horse. Oh, you see her right there on the screen. Isn't she lovely? <laughs> Luna and I... I guess Luna is the horse. Luna and I are helping the ASPCA raise awareness about equine welfare and protect horses in need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visit ASPC.org, raise the barn to help a horse today. Okay, I'm going to do just that. Are you? I'm going I'm going directly <laughs> to the ASPCA.org slash raise the barn hashtag help a horse today. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I feel strongly about 
about helping horses. Do you? Yeah, so sue me. I never knew that about you. <laughs> that is awesome. You're a horse guy. Oh, man. Like you can't believe. I can't. Like you can't believe. Cannot. Why do you think I'm always going to the stables? <laughs> Wait, you're always going to the stables? <laughs> Why do you think I've been the last three weeks? Uh, this ruse that I've had some oh, sort of medical issue? Now no. Go. Okay, you are getting prepped for the right. Kentucky Derby. Right. That's right. And, and now I you're was, back. I was doing the hashtag help a horse. Hashtag uh, help a so, horse. So uh, <laughs> I'm the, a lot of people don't know this. No. I'm the founder of hashtag help a horse. <laughs> Is that Came a, up with the initial hashtag. A bumper sticker? And now I'm the it's founder. So gratifying hashtag. to see Alyssa Milano has picked up on it. <laughs> wow, you've made it, man. It, your hashtag really. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's see if that's only see that's trending. Hashtag help a horse. <laughs> Hold on, we gotta find yeah, out. It has to be. Come on. We feel so strongly about our horses here in America. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Judy in Texas. <laughs> you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how are you today, Pat? Good. I just want to go back and make a brief comment about the uh, lady on CNN talking about Melania. (laughs) Okay. Um, You you know, I think that this is a great initiative for Melania since she is constantly the victim of of bullying. Uh, You know, um, they bully her about her hat. Yeah. Her shoes, her accent. Right. uh, You know, her her country of origin. Um, But then, you know, they turn around and... Claim everybody else is doing the bullying. Uh, you know, I watched them on election night where these media personalities sit before the world and cry like a like a, a, a kid that you know had to choose the last person on their ball team and he was the little short guy. Yep. You know, yep. these people are bullies. They've always been bullies, and they're always going to be bullies. No doubt about they, it. They've been bullying it from the beginning. Yeah. Yep, and so I think this is I think this is a, an appropriate initiative for her. Oh, me too. Yeah, I think it's really good for her. Um, appreciate it. Thanks, Judy. And the things she's been doing lately have really helped her uh, as far as perception in the country. The, she's got a really fairly high approval rating. Yeah, and why not? I mean, she's she's elegant. She lays low. She she's not obnoxious. Not at all. Um, right. And she's, and she's a lady. Yes. I mean, literally. And yes. and and she is the. Yin to the yang that is her husband. Yes. You know? Yes. She's just she's just a breath of fresh air, quite and, frankly. And really, she is what the mainstream media pretended Michelle Obama was. Exactly, yeah. During the eight years of her reign. Uh and they never they never mention it though. They never say anything about her that way. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, from the sixteen year old with the mojo, Pat. You know, I'm starting to think Jeffy doesn't really like bicyclists on the road. Whoa! No, no, no I did not no. pick up on that. I didn't either. I, I don't know where hmm. he's getting that. Okay. I mean, Jeffy made it pretty clear. He loves them. Loves them. He loves them, loves them and supports 
them being right in the middle of the street at all times. <laughs> you share the road, man. Just yeah. share the road with share them. The road. That's all you have to do. Give them the road. We love Give them so the much. road. Get off the road so they can have the road. Take the road. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Deplorable Lewis, uh, how come there's no music or Jeffy for chewing the fat? Hmm. Oh, well, because I got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. I mean, it's just <laughs> as simple as that. I'm tired of it. I kind of like Len in that way. I, I can do it for a while, mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, I'm done with that. You just squeeze the pig just, down I'm there. And, you know, just... we, may, we may come up with another one, and maybe we'll get you, know, you the listeners, in, involved in that. Mm. From TJ Toppin, uh, ah, the good old days. Women were women, men were men, and Jeffy was only 2,000 pounds. <laughs> now, how long ago was that? I mean, that's well, been he a was, while. He was four. He was four at the time. Again. When he when he hit his first ton, he was four. So, huh. Yeah. Wow. That was from the uh, All in the Family. I don't, I don't remember how we got to the All in the Family lyrics, but somehow we did. I mentioned Hoover as the first Oh, that's president. why. Okay. Yes, that's how it happened. Um, <clears throat> you got some quotes from... Yeah, so President Trump just announced that uh, the United States is pulling out of the Iran deal that Obama, mm-hmm. for God only knows what reason, signed us up for. Um, but here's some quotes, just uh, some bullet points. Um Trump said, quote, no action taken by the regime has been more dangerous than its pursuit of nuclear weapons and the means of delivering them. Uh, he said uh, of, the, of the deal, he said it should have never been made. It didn't bring calm. It didn't bring peace and it never will. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, therefore, I am announcing today the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. America will not be held hostage by nuclear blackmail. So there you go. There you go. Sanctions returning. Uh, I, I, that's great. It was a crappy deal, and we all knew it at the time. Mm-hmm. Why is everybody <laughs> silent, though, on John Kerry's involvement in this? Why? Why is nobody saying, hey, uh, you can't contradict the elected officials of this nation. What are you doing? That can't be... I mean, there is a Logan Act, right? There, It is illegal to do that. I I mean, to me, it borders on treason. Mm-hmm. But the guy has bordered on treason for 40 years, and we've done nothing about it. So, Except elect him to the U.S. Senate and uh, Secretary of State. That's what we've done about it. And dangerously close to President oh, my of the gosh. States. Thank you, Ohio. <laughs> Thank you for being there for us when we needed you most. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. Also, the White House announced uh, yesterday the official delegation to attend the Jerusalem opening of the United States Embassy in Israel in Jerusalem. Uh, Deputy Secretary of State John Sullivan will lead the delegation. Probably too dangerous for the president to be there, I would would guess. Uh, Joining Sullivan will be Ambassador David Friedman, Secretary of the Treasury Stephen Mnuchin, Ivanka Trump, and Jared Kushner will be there. Wow. Wow. And assistant to the president, special representative for international negotiations, Jason Greenblatt. I mean, this is a big deal. The president, the vice president, secretary of state, none of them will attend. The facility in Jerusalem that will become the U.S. embassy has operated as a consulate, but is being upgraded to a full embassy uh, upon the grand opening. The U.S. embassy in Israel has... Uh, for years, been located in Tel Aviv with the current embassy having opened in 1966. 
Despite the embassy being located in Tel Aviv, the location has been controversial since Israel has identified Jerusalem as its capital. You would think you would uh, locate your embassy in the capital city. Eh, But nobody does. Except us now. Last December, of course, the president recognized Jerusalem as the country's capital, announcing plans for the U.S. to move its embassy there. Now, even in State Department documents, it lists Jerusalem as just Jerusalem, not the capital of Israel. Hmm. Is that bizarre? That's, that is I so mean, wrong. I, it's unbelievably wrong. And I, I don't know why administration after administration have gotten away with it this long. And why have they wanted to? I don't know. I mean, there have been some good friends of Israel to come along over the years that haven't done this. Is there a better friend? You have to ask. Is there a better friend to Israel than, than Donald Trump? Seriously. Who? Seriously. Who has done more for and about and with Israel than Donald Trump? I can't think of anybody. And, I, can't, I can't. And I love the fact that Trump and Netanyahu are coordinating their speeches. Because uh, last week when uh, Netanyahu revealed that they had gotten in and taken the documents that proved that Iran was still doing that, uh, that was, that was um, after he had gotten off the phone with Trump. And uh, anyhow, there was something Trump was doing here, and it was timed. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they, so they weren't competing with each other for, for airtime. And then today, you've got Netanyahu speaking immediately after Trump makes his announcement. And so it's obviously that they're coordinated and they're joined at the hip. And I think it's great. I really do. It is great. Uh, nobody else has had the giblets to do it. Not George W. Bush. Not even Ronald Reagan. Reagan, Reagan didn't take this step. Um, so I think you almost have to say Donald Trump is Israel's best friend as far as American presidents go. I, I don't know who else. Well, maybe it would be Barack Obama who said this. We believe the borders of Israel and Palestine should uh-huh. be based, based on the 1967 lines Wait. with mutually agreed swaps. Really? So that secure uh, okay. and recognized okay. borders are established uh-huh. for both states. Huh. Weird. That didn't seem secure The Palestinian people must have the right to govern uh-huh. themselves, uh-huh. themselves and reach their full potential in potential. a sovereign and contiguous state. State. I am aware that these steps alone will not resolve the conflict. No, they sure didn't. Because two wrenching and Mm -hmm. emotional issues will remain. Remain. The future of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And the fate of Palestinian refugees. Some point you made enough money. But moving forward now, on the basis of territory and security, provides provides a foundation to resolve those two issues Uh. in a way that is just and fair. Now, he claimed he was Israel's best friend. He claimed nobody was better to Israel than he was. When he suggested they go back to their 67 border as a starting point for negotiations. Uh, let's see. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hashtag uh-uh. nice try. <laughs> Hashtag up yours. <laughs> I mean, come on. The 67 border divided Israel in half. And Jordan was on one side of the street. And Israel was on the other side of the street. You want to go back to that and start there? Okay, let's give back all that territory to Jordan and to the Palestinians. Uh, And we'll have uh, Jordanian troops on one side of the street. And uh, we were, when we went to Israel, what was that, 2011? 
and we were we were driving down that street where the dividing line was and our guide our driver that was showing us around the city showed us he said look over here to the right on these buildings you can still they still have the pockmarks from the bullets that were fired from the Jordanian troops at the Israeli soldiers and the other side of the street the buildings were all littered with uh bullet marks i mean they left it that way so that as a reminder i mean this is why they took back the city and they pushed them out and they kept that territory and barack obama wanted to divide jerusalem again uh no you're not the best friend that israel's ever had and not only not only did did uh trump reject all that he actually had the giblets to move the u.s embassy from tel aviv to jerusalem which even israel claims i mean they're still glad we did it but even they're worried is going to create a lot of violence yeah i remember when this was happening we were like well we'll believe it when we see it and we'll here it comes we see it my goodness they've got a date a ceremony and an official changeover uh scheduled for is it next week is it the 14th yeah it's, no. yes six days from now so next Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one thing to say, yeah, we're gonna move the we're gonna move the embassy and then just leave it out there and never specify when you're going to do that, which I kind of thought might happen. or I thought they might delay it toward the end of the year or maybe they'll build the building first and then and then we'll worry about it. No, they're moving in next week. Yeah, because yeah, they kept saying it's gonna take a while to. Build it and stuff. All right. right. I got your built-in excuses. Right. Nope. Oh, sure. Okay. You're not going to be able to raise the money. You're going to want a $2 billion building, and it's going to take a long time to find the funds. Uh, it turned and blah, out more blah, blah, trouble blah. than we thought, and next right. thing we know, our, we have another president. And they didn't pull that. Mm-mm. So next week we, we start, and they're so excited about it in Israel. Jerusalem mayor near, uh, near Barkat just announced his intention to formally name the square near the U.S. embassy site. The United States Square in honor of President Donald Trump. And why not? <laughs> Absolutely. Pretty amazing. That's pretty awesome. And and well deserving. That's that that is fantastic. The United States Square in honor of President Donald Trump. An official event with American dignitaries will be held in the future to celebrate that naming. Uh, this is the way in which Jerusalem returns love to the president and residents of the United States who stand by the state of Israel. President Trump decided to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish people, stand on the side of the historical truth, and do the right thing. And that's exactly right. That's exactly what he did. Pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, I've got issues with the president. We don't make any secret about that. (laughs) But on the other hand... He's done some really amazing things. Yeah. You can't argue with that. Can't argue with it. I mean, you could. You'd just be wrong. (laughs) Well stated. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Uh, Also, a prominent medical journal journal has uh, a bunch of lies about gun injuries to smear the NRA. And, of course, CNN bought into it 100%. Opening paragraph of their story during the National Rifle Association annual conventions with about 80,000 gun owners spend a few days focused on seminars, events, and meetings. America seems to be safer. 
Whoa. That's mind-boggling because they say that when the NRA convention is happening, America is safer in the city it happens? Is that is that their claim? Yeah, they're saying, yeah. The rate of firearm-related injuries when NRA members gather in mass falls by 20% nationwide. Yeah, because they're all in one place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When a state hosted a convention and presumably a higher percentage of local gun enthusiasts attended, gun-related injuries in that state fell 50%, said Dr. Anapam Gina, mm. the study's senior author and associate professor of healthcare policy at Harvard Medical School. So CNN just copied and pasted this blindly so, and went with it. And then the NRA got involved and they're like, oh, really? Let's take a look at those numbers, shall we? <laughs> uh and this is what the NRA said. This study is yet another example of when data and numbers fly in the face of logic and common sense. A quick glance at the numbers says it all. There are 100 million gun owners in America with about 80% of them attending or 80,000 of them attending the NRA annual meeting each year. That's less than one tenth of 1% of American gun owners. This study claims that firearms-related injury plummets 20% nationwide when less than one-tenth of 1% of gun owners attend the event? That's absurd. (laughs) I know. You don't have to be a Harvard researcher to see those numbers simply don't add up. (laughs) But whatever. People will just read the headlines. Look, look at CNN did it. Yep. They CNN did. went right with it. I'm just like, yeah. So whoever was the editor on call, when that came across a little fax machine or in your email box, slow news day, or even just not more agenda driven than anything, that person was like, yeah, we're totally running this. There you go. They don't CNN care. followed up that paragraph by saying the research was not intended to explain exact causes and effects or pin down how the numbers add up. Then why in but why the did you do it? Are you right. writing this story? But Gina, who says he has no strong political views on the NRA, tossed out some theories. Uh-huh. Yeah, I bet he has no strong views on the NRA. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed uh, coming up in a second. Uh, but let me tell you about something that's uh, pretty big in this building, and it's called Riduzone. It's just a, uh, a great, safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement that helps you lose weight. When you have decent uh, diet and exercise and you take this, you're going to lose weight. They took the OEA in olive oil and uh, put it in this product because it boosts metabolism and it reduces appetite, helps you burn fat. So with your proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And the tougher part, it'll help you keep it off too. Because there's nothing more frustrating than... You know, denying yourself for months at a time, doing the exercise, eating less, and then at the end of it, you just go back to your old habits and all bets are off and you gain all the weight back. Hate that. Visit riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and get 30% off a three month supply. It's R I D U Z O N E.com, riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network.
Gray returns. Uh, welcome. 888 Warren Hatch stuck his foot in his mouth again as he's... As he want as he's want to do, Uh-oh. he does this kind of stuff all the time. What now? Well, John McCain has said he doesn't want Trump at his funeral. Right? Says he's gonna he's you know he's terminal. Doesn't know when it's gonna happen, but he doesn't want the president there. And who can blame him? The guy Donald Trump called into question his valor. You know he thinks of people uh, of heroes as people who didn't get caught. Well, such a jerk comment. Oh. And, and it's an ill-informed, ignorant comment. True that, yeah. Because he stayed there because his men were going to be manipulated by the North Vietnamese if he left. And he didn't want them using his absence against his men. So after two years of captivity at the Hanoi Hilton, he was offered the chance to go home because his dad was a big shot. And they wanted to make this big splash. And then they wanted to use that against the soldiers who were still there. McCain said, no, I'm going to stay. And he stayed for three more years. Who does that? That's unbelievable. I mean, that's a, that's a hero. That's a stinking hero. Now, we've, we've got, I've got disagreements with, with John McCain over policy. There's no doubt about it. I think he's a terrible senator. But you can't say anything about his heroism in in Vietnam. Can't say anything about it. So would I blame him for saying I didn't want the president there? Nope. No. And Orrin Hatch said it was ridiculous that John McCain said that. Um, Excuse me? Well, then Meghan McCain was kind of pissed off at Orrin Hatch. So now Orrin Hatch has said he should have kept his mouth shut which would be a good safety tip for him for, I don't know, the last 45 years. <laughs> <laughs> if we never had to hear another word from Orrin Hatch, it would be too soon. <laughs> I'm so excited for him to leave the U.S. Senate. <laughs> I can't tell you. What a, what a terrible senator he's been. And there's no reason for it. Why should Utah have a crappy senator like Orrin Hatch? Why? Why should Arizona have a crappy senator like like John McCain? We can do better than that. <clears throat> Why should South Carolina have a crappy senator like Lindsey Graham? We got to rectify these situations. <laughs> I know it's heartbreaking, I mean, man. It is. I mean, these are opportunities lost all across the country, <clears throat> places that can do better if they want to. You know, you would expect that in a sort of purplish state. You don't expect it in hardcore conservative states like Utah, South Carolina. Arizona's pretty, man. For the most part. M- most part. Know. It's a lot of. <clears throat> There's yeah. some purplishness going on there now. Yeah. Purplishness, as if that were a word. Oh, it is now. But it is. It is now. Oh, I'm tweeting we that word. Just made it. Purplish. Just made it one. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, who hates gay people. You're right. Totally. You hates know. Hater. Oh, oh my gosh. Y- you know what he would do if he were president? He'd put them all in concentration camps. Well, who was it that said that recently? Some. Ah, I, don't ah, I don't remember. It was just last week, too. Uh, John, if if Mike Pence were president, 
All the he'd round up all the gays and put it in concentration camps. Woody, doofus, <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, you're probably right. Well, uh, this horrible human being, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, just swore in gay ambassador Rick Grinnell. Wait, he didn't boycott the whole ceremony? No. He didn't just like say, I'm out of no. here. You guys do it. He swore him in with the ambassador's life partner Nuh-uh, by no. his side. Wait, the, are we talking about the same Mike Pence? Yes. Like the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. And let me tell you another thing. Uh, Ambassador Grinnell's life partner yeah. is a man. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a man. It's a man. And his partner is a and man. And his partner is a man. And Mike Pence. And Mike Pence swore him in part anyway. Of this? He killed him afterwards. He killed him oh, both. Okay. All right. But uh, it was interesting that he swore Shortest in. Shortest ambassadorship yeah. <laughs> ever, I guess. Okay. Well, now that you got. See, you buried the lead. See? I was confused for a second. I thought, wow, Mike Pence is really, you know, that was big of him considering how much he hates. All gay people? Uh-huh. Well, then you, you didn't tell me the rest of the story there, right. Paul Harvey. Right. Now you know the rest <laughs> of the story. No, actually, he did not kill them both. He did swear them in, shook their hands. He 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 didn't round them up. He, he didn't bring in the gay police to put them in concentration camps. None of that happened. Even though uh, outside the anti-Pence protesters were chanting, we're here, we're queer, we will dance. <laughs> Wait, what? You are here, you are queer, and you will dance? What? Um, uh, okay. Why do I care that you're going to dance? Um, whatever. Did I say you couldn't dance? I don't remember that. Can't take any more of this. It's just so stupid. Uh, you know, and by the way, this was Donald Trump's nominee for ambassador to Germany. And this was the nominee that was being held up by Democrats for months. Why? Because he's gay? What kind of hateful nonsense was going on there with Democrats? Right. There you go. I mean, there's no other explanation, right? Other than that he just didn't want a gay ambassador. That's all I can come up with. That's all you... Well, that's the only thing we're led to believe. Mm -hmm. So we're going to continue to believe it. Uh, All right. We'll see you tomorrow right here. On Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.